Hey everyone, today is Friday the 24th of January 2020. This is a bonus episode of The Gap where we'll be doing a spoiler cast on Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. My name is Luke Laurie, Job Gilroy is here. I am. And the all-knowledgeable one in related to Star Wars content. Oh, fucking the qualifier. You might even call him a Gungan. That's a compliment, right? That yeah. was Job. Ah, it was a pre-chatter. <laughs> It'll come back later, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be talking about, I guess, um, the film, which has been out for a little while now. Mm. And um, we'll be going pretty deep into spoilers. So if you have not seen the film, I would recommend uh, go and see it and then come back, have a listen, and then uh, you'll be able to enjoy this two-hour spoiler cast, which has been inspired by Spec TV. So I think Job's going to talk a bit about them right uh, now. Yeah, like uh, I said this on episode 500, but this <clears throat> episode, this spoiler cast idea was inspired by Spec TV, which is a, you know, a Aussie startup, like content sharing platform type thing. You know, they're doing like a little uh, short films. Like they're basically like a Netflix for Aussie content uh, type yeah, like indie content, uh, which is a really cool idea, and uh, I, I really appreciated the the concept. It's um, a listener, Matt, got in touch with us, and and you know we tried to work something out about how we could, you know, he was he was tr- trying to inspire us to do a spoiler cast again, and uh, yeah, basically we were like, oh yeah, let's do fucking let's do Star Wars uh, a month, actually about like a month and a half ago. So, uh, yeah, but it didn't work out. Anyway, um, so, yeah, we wanna, I, I just wanted to give them a shout-out because this actually would not have happened. We would not have put this much effort in to actually do this. I mean, we would have... Mm. We would have been talking about fucking Star Wars months ago, uh, a month ago, uh, if we weren't holding out for this. Uh, it's been a fucking strain. Like... Uh, but, yeah, anyway... Uh, so yeah, Spec TV. They got an app coming out end of this month, start of next month. Um, you can get like a twelve month subscription for twenty dollars and twenty cents. There's some good stuff on there. There's that dude who was in um, what was he in? Like, uh, was it Underbelly? That Underbelly. F- yeah, G- Gerton. Whatever the f- he's got the fucking weirdest name. But like the short film he's in is fucking awesome. Really good. It's like classic, very bleak Australian story storytelling in a, a short film. It seems like. If Australians are going to do a short film, it's either goofy as fuck or bleak as fuck, and uh, that one is bleak as fuck. Uh, and some of the uh, some of the short series that they got on there as well are really good. Uh, all... Some of them are really good. <laughs> some of them are uh, not great, but uh, yeah, like in general, uh, it's it's just a really good idea, uh, and they're growing their platform and stuff like that. So yeah, I just want to give a sh- shout out to Matt and Spec TV because yeah. This wouldn't have happened, and uh, I'm glad it did eventually because we don't do enough spoiler casts, and it's something I'd love to do more of. We just can't fucking organize it because we couldn't organize a route in yeah. a brothel. Um, yeah, anyway, good times. Yeah. Uh, so, with that, we're going to talk about Star Wars. Luke wants to. You're going to play the trailer, right? Yeah, so um, this is the final warning right now. If you have not seen Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, um, stop the podcast, go watch it. Or maybe you're watching it on, um, maybe it's just come out on digital or, or 4K, something like that. Yeah, by, the, uh, by perfect now. Perfect time to throw this up. By now, yeah, the, by re- now. <laughs> the fucking remastered edition will be out. Yeah, the 8K version. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah fire this up and uh and have a listen otherwise enjoy instinct. So what we'll do is um, I'll just go through maybe like the the description on IMDb about what this film is. It says the surviving members of the resistance face the first order once again and the legendary conflict between the Jedi and Sith reaches its peak bringing the Skywalker saga to its end. Uh, so this film was written by Derek Conley and Colin Trevorrow, also JJ Abrams and Chris Terrio and directed by JJ Abrams. Um, so obviously like a bit of uh, backstory going into this Colin Trevorrow was initially uh, on board to direct this film and then um, was pretty close to, to going into I guess uh, filming of it but pulled out about it was around about a year before they went into um, to filming for the, the this this last you know conclusion to the saga um, and in which case it kind of left them in a bit of a pickle and J.J. Abrams ended up stepping in and uh, fulfilling that role. And in doing so, ended up rewriting a, basically a large portion of the script. I'd probably say most of it. Um, there were elements in there that have been kept. Uh, but yeah, it's basically his conclusion to the, uh, the first film that he directed and wrote way back when. Um, so before we kick off, we might actually just talk 
very briefly about uh, Star Wars Episode Seven and Eight. Before and we go into any of that, can we? That. Before we go into any of that, can we talk about the writing credits in particular? Because, sure. like, when you say Derek Con- Connolly and Cl- Colin Trevorrow and Chris Terrio and JJ Abrams, yep. right? Those are separated by the like. There's an end. And there's an yeah. ampersand, and those fucking things mean wildly different things in terms of credits, uh, in terms of writing credits. And I think what it's trying to indicate is that they they are, I think, uh, legally obligated or like by union rules obliged yep. to to credit. Uh, it's Derek Connolly and, and Colin Trevorrow who wrote the original screenplay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, original script, rather, or the original story. And then Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams used enough of that story yep. to warrant them getting a writing credit. Which I think uh, might inform quite quite a lot of how this movie turned out. Because it feels like fucking 16 fucking movies in one. Anyway, um, let's, let's talk about the other fucking movies first. Why not? Let's go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, episode seven and eight uh, directed. Well, seven was directed by J.J. Abrams. Eight was directed by Ryan Johnson. And um, I guess for the most part, critically, both films were were well received. Um, it wasn't until later on that people started to really not like seven, like comparing it too much to what had happened before. Um, but I think in general, most people thought it was a you know a fun fun film uh and we obviously talked about it i think we did did, we did a podcast right we did a spoiler cast back then an extremely (laughs) very drunk drunk. (laughs) very drunk spoiler cast we're watching Uh, the movies in the background weren't we (laughs) yeah yeah we were yeah i don't remember Uh, that podcast uh scared to listen to it i am terrified to listen to it there was also the one where we were buying tickets to go oh, that was fun. That was fucking hilarious. That was an amazing podcast. Um, back <laughs> that when one expected. We, we were so hyper excited about Star Wars again. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I I still like The Force Awakens. Uh, it's a it's a blockbuster popcorn flick. I mm. am not like it's it's not one of those movies that I feel the need to watch once a year or anything like that. Uh, I you know it's not which the original trilogy uh, falls into for me. Uh, but yeah, it's still, I'd watch it before I watched any of the prequels. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I don't care how the fucking internet has turned around on the prequels. I don't care how everyone now regards them as fucking masterpieces of storytelling, whatever the fuck, because that's insane to me. I do remember those films they were not good and i will not fucking hear any different uh like there were parts that were good nobody's fucking questioning that like there's no fucking question that there were bits of this the prequels that were fine but yeah overall they were in general bad anyway let's uh, let's get stuck on that for a bit though let's get stuck on this little this prequels thing not to go into reviews of the prequels and stuff like that but just because you don't like the sequels, all of them, parts of them, whatever, doesn't then mean that you're like, wait a minute, were the prequels great? 
And then fucking people have petitions to bring George Lucas back? No. No. The original Star Wars, as in A New Hope, is the weakest of the original trilogy. And that's taking into account fucking Ewoks and shit in Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is still fucking money. But that's where the cheese was slipping in. And that was because those bits were dictated by Lucas. So he was already, back then in the fucking 80s, going towards commercialism. He... I... I fundamentally disagree with his argument about his creation that it was always meant for kids it was meant for families right and there's nothing wrong with a family movie there's a big difference between a family movie and a kids movie i mean pixar movies are family movies right yes because they're animated and whatever like they're targeted at kids and they tend to become that but they they got onto this idea that holy shit parents are taking their kids to see these movies we don't want parents going oh yeah you know thank fuck this is one of those 80 minute things it's just gonna be all loud and shit and then we can just get the fuck out of there they're like i want to see toy story 4 because i fucking love toy story i remember even as a as a teenager like teasing my little brother about wanting to watch toy story and i'm like yeah all right i'll I'll watch it with you you know one tv in the house not yeah. like me nowadays with my fucking two TVs in the house. Look at me now, Dad. Uh, but you can watch so Toy Story we, four and three at the same time. I can watch them all. I've got so many screens. But we we watched it together, and I fucking loved it. And then yeah. I would start watching Toy Story. I'm like, hey, you want to watch Toy Story? Like, I need an excuse to watch it. Like, I needed yeah. to say I'm watching it with my little bro type thing. But Toy Story was fucking awesome, and that's because they knew that yes, people are going to see this as a kids' film. Uh, but it's really for families. And so when Lucas was going, oh, people are giving me shit about episode one being too kiddy and this and that. It's like, well, it was. And you have incorrectly identified what it was that connected people to Star Wars. And again, it was it was people, it was adults. It was adults that talk about being in their either like teens or older were lining up and relining up. My, my fucking parents were talking about, yeah, I remember seeing that for the first time and... Like, it's this this moment where people like the fucking moon landing, where people talk about remembering where they were and how it went down. Uh, and as a kid, I mean, obviously wasn't around to be there for the original at the theatrical run, but same thing with, like, watching it on TV or VHS. So, yeah, anyways, all that is to say, that does not make the prequels better. It didn't change anything of how I saw it. It didn't make me go, holy shit, was George Lucas right? The only thing that it made me appreciate was that he, at the very least, took three years between movies. Yeah. But even that didn't lead to uh, a super cohesive, massively, like, awesomely paying off story that had been intricately planned and woven together. It's, you know, it's Game of Thrones sort of syndrome all over again, where they've got some good stuff, some ideas that they start with, which would be the originals in this comparison, not The Phantom Menace. Uh, and then they go in to go, we've got to tell more of the story, but we're kind of running out of material, and they just wing it. The prequels were very clear that George Lucas was winging it, even yeah. though he'd said he'd planned nine episodes or whatever, even though there is you know, footage of him, I think in 94, talking about this is my first day of writing the movies, and I don't think they shot them until, started shooting it until 97, 98. So he had three years of writing and pre-production he very cleverly i think uh kind of sparked that movement towards um webisodes behind the scenes to get people excited to get you involved in the process obviously being protective of spoilers and things like that but the guy 
there's no denying he's had a massive impact on you know cinema and on all of our childhoods culture. i'm sure and our upbringing and culture and is deserves to be revered for that but that doesn't mean that yeah the prequels are good and just yeah, because um, he was doing different shit ugh. i mean like to to go back to the game of thrones example it's such a a poignant example because if you look at the original trilogy you know uh lucas had kurosawa's films to base shit off basically essentially while you know obviously the um dmt had george rr R. martin's extremely extensive fucking uh novel series to base shit off and then when he ran out of Kira kurosawa films and when they ran out of george rr R. martin shit what they put out was i suppose tied to the same universe but without the same fucking you know wealth to it and obviously uh that you know the kurosawa thing only applies necessarily to a new hope and uh after uh kazan came in you know he he constructed it in a way that uh you know didn't need kurosawa's fucking foundation to build it off uh the dnd never fucking used anything like that for season eight so what they wound up doing was george lucasing it prequeling it <laughs> and Ooh. yeah they wrote fucking the fucking space tariffs of fucking dragon world like hmm. yeah fuck the prequels fuck the prequels and, fuck them and if they were for it's kids a, sorry if they were for kids why you've just identified in the opening crawl is it talking about <laughs> fucking trade routes and like i was a I think I was 15, I want to say, when I saw it at the movies at a midnight screening. And I was like, what, what the fuck is a trade route? Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's more damning of my education. But I was like, You're tariffs. Like and... civilization, I think. Because that's I just, where I just I didn't I get it. From. But like, What's an aqueduct? But just, just throwing it back at George, like, yes, George, kids movie. Then how the yeah, fuck yes. does it start with talking about something that adults would find boring, let alone kids? I mean, this yeah. way has capitalized. I don't know if you notice in the opening crawl, they have like randomly capitalized fucking words. words yeah. It's usually character names and stuff like that, but it's like reading, 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 Darth Vader, reading, 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 reading the Force. You know, it's just, and it's got four dot ellipsis at the end, which is just like, I don't know if he's illiterate or like, it's like, no, in Star Wars, they have four dots or it's an ellipsis and then a full stop. So it's like, yeah. there's more, but is there? Yeah, I'm a word nerd, so that does my head in all the yeah. time. And sometimes they, they mix it up between them. Sometimes it's three. I think they've since fixed it. <laughs> yeah, in the, uh, in the 16 different remakes and remasters yeah. that they've done. But, but yeah. What's he the actually, latest one? He's ones? got to go in and put an extra one in there. There'll be five at one stage. Spelunky? <laughs> Malunky? Have you heard about this shit? In uh, A New Hope on Disney+. Disney Plus. What is it? What's the word, Luke? You're nodding. I don't know, M Malaki? I don't know. It's, it's like, you know, the, the infamous Han shoots first, does he shoot yeah. first, he shoots second. I think they shoot at the same time now, like some weird and compromise. his head moves? His head goes like... His <laughs> head <laughs> does this, but like without... A, it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of His shoulders don't right. move, his head just like... Yeah. He has this ability this that the, nobody Disney else has. Plus, I haven't watched it on Disney Plus. No, but yeah. the Disney Plus version added this word that Greedo says before Han shoots. It's like... Malunky, malunky. 
Anyways, the Mc- point Macaulay? is, uh, Macaulay? Macaulay. I think it is Macaulay. <laughs> I actually think it's Macaulay. Not like not Macaulay Culkin, but Macaulay. Uh, and and then the immediate argument was that no, no, this was actually something that Lucas added before he handed it over. And I'm like, why did they put it in? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add anything. Uh, He's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to appease the fans. Like, what their real problem is, is that Greedo doesn't say a word that must mean Han, you, your mother fucked Banthers. Or some, I don't know, yeah. like, <laughs> it doesn't have any relevance. Meanwhile, yeah. in the, uh, meanwhile, in the extended universe, there's, like, fucking The Curse of Makolki and, like, fucking 16 other fucking books that are all They'll dedicate a book to, yeah. <laughs> You know that the Rise of Skywalker is going to have like 40 books and 50 comics and three games just to make sense of three movies worth of plot crammed into the opening crawl. (laughs) The dead speak. Palpatine's back. I'm like, okay, that sounds like it could have been a movie. (laughs) Sounds like it could have been the end of the last movie. Like not. (laughs) Oh yeah, he's back. And he sent out a message and. uh... (laughs) And you had to play Fortnite to hear it um yes that's where that's where that oh my god i had to go fucking watch Fortnite videos go fuck see that shit unbelievable no i just went and found the isolated audio Uh, (laughs) listen to that but i'm like they actually did that and i was like did they do that for Fortnite, or did they do that for marketing reasons or was that actually in the movie somewhere which means there's another movie that they cut out of it yeah but you know what they could have just done? That could have been their trailer. You have you have like stars, like it's just stars and that voiceover, and then it comes up Star Wars, and there's your trailer. Done. Yeah, These because stars. they led with it. They led with it yeah. really hard. Uh, I know you guys are spoiler phobic and stuff, and you probably had it ruined for you anyway because it was they had him yeah, at it was a- Star Wars celebration. He came out to present like to represent the trailer roll it again or it's something uh and then he's on the poster but it's not him it's like a hot toys or sideshows collectible because <laughs> it looks why does it look so weird and then someone's like it's a picture of a toy of Palpatine, and then you're like are they doing that because he's like gonna look really different and he's gonna look all fucked up and they're presenting that i mean i i guess <laughs> But that wasn't really a massive reveal that he was kind of mm. looked fucked up. And I was still more confused about where his body came from. <laughs> because he got, he got like, I call it cigarred when someone gets overkilled. You know, like uh, how Han Solo dies. Sorry for anyone who hasn't seen The Force Awakens. Is like a cigarred death for me because he gets stabbed in the heart. He falls down a massive hole into the heart of a planet. That's a super weapon. And then the planet explodes. Now I literally had people saying, yeah, but Han's not dead. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) are you you fucking serious? Like, I know it's sci-fi. I know people come back, but he's not force sensitive. And if they retro that in, then that's bad. But, um, he's fucking dead. (laughs) Anyway, cigarred comes from, uh, under siege. Where Steven Seagal takes on Tommy Lee Jones in a knife fight that is god-awful, but also fucking amazing. Because I don't know if they both can't knife fight, or whether it's just Tommy Lee Jones who refused to learn to knife fight. So they just do <laughs> close-ups, and like it's like the, the birth of Bourne cinema, you know? Quick cuts, and move this camera around, they must be really good. And, ah, he's cut! Oh, I'm cut! Anyways... 
Tommy Lee Jones gets gouged in the eye, stabbed in the head, and then thrown into a computer monitor. <laughs> and I'm like, any one of these could have probably killed him. <laughs> so it's the overkill. Uh, just to be safe. Yeah, just, just to be, be safe. safe. But Palpatine, again, very similar to Han, we could throw him down a fucking hole, and then he explodes. I guess, that's, is that how you guys interpreted that? Like, yeah, he, he hit something and he yeah. was so powerful in the dark side. I thought that, the electric, like, over, over blew a circuit or something. Or like, yeah, yeah, like he, he hit something, he exploded. So evil, so full well, of the force that it's just like, it's pouring out of him. And then the Death Star, I cannot stress this enough, it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, I mean, we already had to accept that Luke's lightsaber was uh, floating around in space. Now I would, I used to, I'm like, oh, it's on, it's on Bespin. They found it on the planet. And then I realized that Bespin is a gas giant. So it can't be on Bespin. Uh, (laughs) That means it was floating through space. Apparently in the original script, the original opening of uh, Force Awakens, and I'm pretty sure this was confirmed by Mark Hamill, was, his lightsaber floating through space, and I'm pretty sure it was attached to his hand at some point, like Luke's hand. That's awesome. I like and then it like was crashing into, I think it was Jakku, and then someone finds it, who's not Rey, uh, because why? Why not just complicate that whole thing further about why she is supremely powerful? Yeah. Well, there's there's the line in uh, is it? Yeah, the Force Awakens when Maz is like. That's a, like a story for another time or something. Like, how yeah. did you get this type thing? I'm surprised it didn't have a pop-up then go, like, read the book. You know how, like, comics, <laughs> yeah, where they, they have a massive, like, asterisk going, yeah, this is from Seen issue 29. <laughs> and I was always, initially I was like, oh, that's cool. And nowadays I'm like, just fuck off. I don't want to go read yeah. another fucking three. Because you know it's not, like, self-contained either. You know you have to go read a whole arc to get to mm. that bit. And I can't just start halfway through, so... Yeah, fuck him. But that was just, I think, lazy writing, right? Because they were like, hang on, the audience is going to want to really know how <laughs> how this random person they've never met, who's apparently as old as Yoda or whatever, has got this really important artifact. And she's like, bruh, that's a hell of a story for another time. I mean, who says that? Who Literally, when you're out drinking with your mates... I'm like, oh, Joby, tell that amazing story about, you know, the chicken in your bed. Uh, oh, food, yeah. food, not the, like, he wasn't fucking a chicken as far as I'm aware. Um, well, you actually have to listen to episode 500 to hear that story. <laughs> was it actually an That's episode 500? We brought it up briefly. Uh- <laughs> but you can't just listen to episode 500. You have to listen to all the episodes all before you understand the context of episode 500. <laughs> that's, that's the... Uh- that's the description for the podcast on iTunes is uh, this is a sequ- sequential podcast. And uh, if you haven't listened to all of them, you won't understand what's happening. Yeah. In the can next you, one. can you lock them? Can you paywall them? Like, oh, oh you God, haven't like, geez. they're all free to listen to, but if you haven't started at number one, well, you're going to have to pay uh, a couple afraid, of bucks, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. maybe block them in tens. Cause you're not EA, right? So block them in tens or maybe even a oh, hundred, yeah. And then they can pay a certain amount. But if they want to buy them individually, well, that's just on them. That's not them being frugal. True, Genius. True, true. I'll uh, yep. take a take a back end on that payment. Thanks. <laughs> uh, delete this part of the podcast and then he's got no proof. We, we've already we gone way off track. Uh, I'm recording it. <laughs> this is why you don't get me on anything. I've told you this. 
Uh, okay, so that was that was the Force Awakens. <laughs> uh, yeah, Force Force Awakens. Um, yeah, I liked it. Nate, you liked it. Sounds like Joe liked it. Sounds like is the right fun. word, though, right? Not yeah. loved. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah? And yeah. and for me, it was also like I like this, but if they do with Episode Seven, like if they do with Eight, what they've done with Seven, if they just play it safe, they redo Empire. I think I'll like Seven less. Was sure. where I left off with Seven. Sure. And then we go into level into level eight, episode eight, and, episode eight. Uh, yep. And uh, wow, I wish they'd done what they did with episode seven. Wow, so, I wish they just followed the formula. Eight, eight was more like a um, critically higher than uh, the Force Awakens, but the audience, I guess, score was extremely low. Was, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it was somewhere around like the fifties. Um, if I recall, right. so uh, fans were uh, not uh, impressed with this one. <laughs> divided, yeah, very divided. At the time uh, of watching it, oops, sorry. Uh, at the time of watching it, I didn't hate it. Uh, I I don't think I, I I liked it. I liked it less than the Force Awakens, uh, but I yeah. I liked it enough. Uh, and then on subsequent rewatches, I've liked it less and less. Uh, and the last time I rewatched it, I walked out of the room when they were going to Canto Bite and came back and it didn't make me like it more. So I think that rules out the idea that Canto Bite is what was poisoning that well. Um necessarily because i for a long time i thought that a lot of my problem with the film was canto bite just on a fundamental level the idea like so much about that fucking going to that planet is just i just reject it on such a fucking core level because it doesn't fucking it doesn't Oh, it's such a shit sequence of events. It's so disrespectful to fucking Finn, who doesn't deserve her to be fucking treated that way. Benicio Del Toro is fucking rad in it, and I think there mm. are little bits of it that are cool uh, that I missed um, out on by walking back in when he was finally betraying them. Um, that I was, like, thinking, oh, I missed that speech uh, by Benicio, where he's like, you know fucking you all buy the same fucking weapon so who's the yeah. bad guy right like i thought that was fucking cool uh but like the rest of canto bites fucking awful but it doesn't fucking change the larger parts of that fucking film that i really don't like and at the end of the day i don't like the last jedi the, my biggest problem my biggest problem i do not understand how this went to film but i i went back and when i was i watched it last time just before we went and saw the new movie and that fucking big fight with the, um, like, Emperor's Guards, the Red Dudes, whatever the fuck they're called. Uh, yeah. Holy fuck. That is one of the worst fucking <clears throat> fight scenes in movie history. It is absolutely one of the fucking worst. It's worse than fucking Tommy Lee Jones versus <laughs> Steven Seagal with a fucking, with knives. Because at least... From what I remember of Under Siege, they weren't desperately pulling their fucking punches. They weren't obviously not hitting people. Or as... Was it you that pointed this out? Right? <laughs> the kill shots. Like, they... 
they CGI. Yeah, out of the yeah. Like the weapon. thing about that fight yeah. is, it's one of the things that I liked about the movie until I went too far down the rabbit hole of like analysis videos <laughs> to try to, you know, like see right. what I agree with, disagree with in terms of criticism. Uh, and I watched, I think it was a video called something like. Uh, the fight, the fights in Last Jedi are worse than you remember, or something like that. Very provocative title, but I watched it, mm. and it was this breakdown mm. of not just that, because one of the guards has like uh, lightsaber blades, like little tiny blades, and he does this like block, and then he spins with the other one, like rays open because block up top and blade down here, and <laughs> they just mm. CG it out instead of doing reshoots or maybe they had another take or I don't know whose job it is to watch for like oh no yeah. like the bullshit one you know I'd love that job like bullshit would have been dead bullshit would have been dead reshoot it um, not just that they do like hits that aren't aimed designed to be kill shots like they're just like I'm hitting your saber because yeah. the choreography dictates that I hit your saber type thing. Uh, <laughs> it's bad well there's there's a video going or a video um last year that i saw the uh the corridor crew do and those guys do like the um visual effects artists react to bad cg and, and good cg i don't know if you've seen those ones but occasionally they're getting like um like stuntmen yeah like, uh, or stunt people that come in and and react to good and bad stunt scenes and that was one of the ones they had uh where they watched that specific scene and the guy that was in it who is a stunt choreographer talked about how like he pointed all this stuff out of like this person over here is spinning around for no no reason my guess is that like the actor missed their mark and so they just were trying to do something to waste time um and things like that and basically him pointing out like it's a bad stunt scene like all these people are doing they're not doing anything they're kind of just standing around or spinning around not doing anything <laughs> it's just like all right and and again the thing where you pointed out where like the 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 graphics artists were like yeah that that weapon just completely disappeared <laughs> from his hand or from yeah. whoever's hand it was just gone it's um it's like the, that was it for me like that was it that was when i noticed this because i did i didn't watch any videos breaking it down or anything uh i think Sorry. nate said <laughs> like watch the fight scene closely or something like we were drunk and it like sort of fucking waved <laughs> its way back into my brain when fucking last Jedi was on and it was like watch the fight scene closely. the palpitating yeah, friends like, fucking, <laughs> oh, fucking good <laughs> good yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was every voice in your head <clears throat> that, what was that voice that was fucking Dracula or something. <laughs> I was every voice in your head um anyway um yeah, I was fucking re-watching this shit, and I'm like, oh my fucking god. But that... That and the fucking Luke fight... Fight. The, if the lightsaber... Yeah. If the lightsaber fucking battles in a Star Wars film can't even be trusted to be fucking halfway decent, then what the fuck is the point? Oh, but it's about the space fantasy... Shut the fuck up. It's a fucking samurai movie with fucking laser swords. Shut the fuck up and give me a good fucking laser sword fight. That's it. <laughs> That's what I paid my money for. That's what I yeah. paid money for. And, uh, that Just throne room fight gets sake. away with a lot because it looks great. Like, it, I think, objectively, it looks amazing. Whoever yeah, designed that well is shot. awesome. Even the red on red, which shouldn't work, like the big red curtains with the red guards. Yeah. It looks incredible. It's choreographed to shit. But that's the problem, right? Like... 
And I was, I was watching another video on uh, some dude analyzing lightsaber mo- uh, fights from prequels through to sequels. And he said, you know, they get a lot wrong in the sequels. But what he did like is that they emote. And I think that that's something that Rey is really good at, is she's, like, emoting when she's fighting. She's not looking, like, left and up and block. Like, it might look like that in her actions, but her face says that she's actually in a fight and she's passionate. Whereas they did the the Kurosawa thing in the originals where they were super stoic, and it was, like, they were great. I love the... Mm. I mean, Vader versus Luke in Empire, and I love more vader versus luke in jedi like because there's emotion like it's emotional stakes right that's what makes those fights good because those fights could have easily been two dudes sitting around a table having a discussion because you know shit is going down you know this is the young guy versus the fucking big bad guy right that's tense that's uh the opening of um inglorious bastards you know, you know when Christoph Waltz rolls in, I mean, because he's a fucking Nazi, mm-hmm. we know that he's the bad yeah. guy, but like, he is very polite, very kind, and that scene is amazing, and I could have watched that scene two, three times the length, because it's really well written, obviously, but it's also incredibly acted, including the guy whose job it is to just look like a sweaty bitch. Um, <laughs> he does a really good job of helping sell it, but Christoph Waltz, you're like, I know this is bad. I know that shit's going to go down. And what Tarantino does really well in that scene is he does the, I believe it's a Hitchcock thing where if you have two people talking at a table, it's not very tense. Uh, if you have people talking about a bomb under the table, it's also a bit shit and forced. But if you show the audience that there's a bomb under the table and then there's a conversation, it doesn't matter what they're talking about. Mm. It's like, you're like, guys, fucking get on with it. Like, it's a fucking bomb under the table. Like, it's tense. And so when Tarantino cuts to the, you know, the Jewish family under the floorboards and then back up, it's not only that we know that, you know, Waltz is hunting Jews. I mean, his name's the Jew Hunter. His nickname's the Jew Hunter. We know that they're there and shit. Like, it, it's super tense. Um, they don't really... <sighs> they don't really do that. I don't know why in the sequel trilogy for lightsaber fights, to bring it back on a point, they didn't kind of take the best of what they did in the prequels, was to, which was to up the intensity uh, and then go, but what worked yeah. about the original trilogy outside of some janky choreography, particularly in The New Hope, uh, which is David Prowse's fault, by the way, the guy who was in the Darth Vader suit because he lied about being able to do fencing and he that's why the Obi-Wan versus Vader fight is like this and it's... An, it's well, it's too like eighty-year-old fighting, right? Yeah, like it's it's not it's not a good fight, right? Like it's objectively not a good fight. But there again, there are great emotional stakes there that help carry it, and the way that it ends is really huge. So it's good. But if they said what they uh, should do, what's George that? should go back and remaster that fight, like just like it's them doing this, and then it cuts, and then it's just fucking um, lightsabers flying around, and then <laughs> you haven't seen the fan version of that. No. No, it's no. it's excessive. Like they, he okay. just uses CG and uh, to yeah. to fill in the bits. And they make he makes it a bit more like less contained, so they actually fight through some corridors and stuff like that. There's some callbacks to their fight in Revenge of the Sith. It's it's very impressive as a technical feat, um, even though you can obviously tell where it's CG and where it's not. But yeah, it's got a good idea because it it adds some feeling to it. I think even if you've watched um, a New Hope. The edits. What are they called? That's really bad that I don't know. There's this 
professional film editor who spends years doing the most minor tweaks like the blue race the no no this well i wish they released that i wish he'd releases his prequels into one movie but this guy goes back over the original trilogy and fixes shit so like he easy stuff like he gets rid of the um you know the han shooting second bullshit but then he's such a nerd that he's like yes the uh the engine hue on the starships at the beginning was inconsistent so i tweaked it and you're like what if that's if you read through the notes but one of the the best things he did was he reintroduced that theme. I think it's called Battle of the Heroes from Revenge of the Sith, where they're lightsaber fighting. Like he reintroduces that in the fight, Obi Wan versus Vader, because this is their rematch, and it's kind of it's very fitting. Uh, so, <clears throat> I, why they didn't do that? Despecial? No, it's not despecialized. A New Hope revisited, I want to say, or something like that. He's right. also done Empire, which understandably didn't have many changes because it's pretty fucking perfect. Uh, but yeah, like they should have just said prequels intensity, right? Plus emotion stakes from original trilogy equals holy fuck. This is a low hanging fruit, easy way to have the best lightsaber fights you've ever seen because Obi-Wan versus Maul is the best lightsaber fight of the prequels. Now, I didn't say Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon versus Maul. It's still a good fight. Again, it gets mm. too excessive, too many big fucking force jumps and people kicking each other in the face for no reason. But that, and it's a very small fight. But when Obi-Wan comes out of that behind the barrier and they fight, like they, if you watch the behind the scenes on that, A, I only learned this one recently, that you know how Obi-Wan's there kind of bouncing? Yeah. That was not meant to, like they hadn't said action. That was him psyching himself up for the Preparing take. for the scene, yeah. Awesome. But it works, yeah. doesn't it? Because he's like, motherfucker, it is on. Like, that is some cool shit. And also, they, they talked about slowing it down because they thought they were too fast. Like, what? and I'm like... Really? Yeah. What a compliment. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. Because Ray Park, sure you guys know, amazing stuntman, yeah. unlike David Prowse in the Vader suit, hired to be a baller that the actors had to lift to meet his standard, which I think is the best way to do it. And mm. I, you know, Liam Neeson does a fantastic job in his, his part as well, but Obi-Wan has gone next level. And, and that's why it was a missed opportunity to kill Maul. Like why you wouldn't have him as a returning nemesis. He's, he's killed Obi-Wan's, you know, uh, master. And it just feels like this was more Obi-Wan's story. And it should have been more Obi-Wan's story than Anakin's. Anakin should have been like, obviously the supporting character, um, there with him and we know it how it ends the story of Obi-Wan's failure right like and it is but that's how it like kind of gets to the end like, and like George Lucas realized that in three like hang on genius this is the story of Obi-Wan's failure he doesn't talk like that at all uh, but <laughs> but you know what I mean like why, yeah. why wouldn't you make it more about that like let's learn more about Obi-Wan and less about Anakin because we know where Anakin ends up we know a little bit about where Obi-Wan ends up but because he's the background character of the original trilogy to Luke He's still very quite mysterious and, you know, he like lies about shit because George Lucas didn't plan that and he was winging yeah. it even back then. Not because Obi-Wan's awesome, but because Alec Guinness is amazing. Elevates. Yeah. yeah so... A genuine, a genuine class. And also, um, Luke Skywalker not fighting Kylo? Like, because he just dodges him. Yeah. And he... He's not there. He's not there, yeah. 
Yeah, but there's a prob- prob- there's a problem with that as well because like the the, the weird dice things. <laughs> Remember the weird dice they make a big deal out of in. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, it disappears. Yeah, but like it's you can hold it. Like Leia holds it. It's so there. Maybe it's too hard for him to force project. But wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been? Wouldn't it have been more understanding that he fades away at the end? Because, like, for me, he's done the equivalent of just a big shit, and then he's died. Like, he's like, oh, man, first projection is hard. And I'm like, but if it was, like, that next level of... Because we'd already seen people force projecting themselves in Ray and Kylo, apparently facilitated by Snoke, whatever. But Luke, who's supposed to be the biggest, strongest, badass Jedi ever, maybe, um, <laughs> is... Like, he's like, yeah, I can do that. And then he's like, no, nah, turns out I couldn't. <laughs> like, I'm going to take a leaf out of my mum's book and just, like, I'm out. Like, heart, disengage, out. And he's gone. Uh, but, like, the point is, like you said, Joby, earlier, is that we wanted lightsaber fights. Like, the prequels, yeah. the Phantom Menace fucking sucks. But the lightsaber fights are great. So... Even if they suck, Star Wars movies, you're like, well, at least they could probably have a decent space battle and a good lightsaber fight. That's all you want. So once the throne room scene falls apart, then you're stuck with this moment. Like, Luke's about to fight Kylo. There's some history there. Even if they hadn't introduced all those weird elements where Luke is going to kill Kylo. I have so many strong feelings about that. But anyways, uh, even if they hadn't introduced that, there's still... We know that Kylo was an ex-student who assumedly <laughs> fucked up Luke's academy and, like, left, right? Like, burnt it down and all that shit. That's Along a, with the Knights of Ren. That's a fight we want to see. Right? Mm. Isn't Don't it? Don't cross over the Knights of Ren. They're extremely important. Well, Ryan Johnson did. So everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> I was, um, yeah. I was going to say, and I, so I think I can... I might just talk about Last Jedi quickly and then maybe we can lead on to um, the the next film. But my, my my biggest issues with The Last Jedi were that you have all these questions that are, that are asked in The Force Awakens and um, a lot of them get answered in The Last Jedi, but it's not really the, the answers that people were looking for or that we were looking for. Um, obviously, like the... Who Ray's parents are and... Um, just like the actual like oh what's Luke up to on this island and it turns out he's just a grumpy old man like all that sort of stuff so there's there's setup for this for this series and then the payoff is just like extremely underwhelming and then so the last Jedi finishes and we don't get left with any new questions really it's yeah. just kind of wrapped up and that's the problem is that you've got no arc anymore so you end up with there's no like major villain other than Kylo because they've gotten rid of Snoke. Um, like, that whole thing was dealt with. And then, basically, it's like, all right, well, now we're going to tell the third series, but, like, where do we go from here? And I think the... We've talked about this, but the blame of this is entirely... Uh, I, like, I don't think any of this is J.J. Uh, Abrams' fault, the way this turned out, or Ryan Johnson's fault. The, the blame goes back to Disney and Kathleen Kennedy and the way that she's handled this trilogy. Well, this part of the trilogy. Um, you look at what Kevin Feige has done with um, the 
Infinity Saga, 23 films. Was it 23 or 24? 23 films. Um, and they had a vision and like setting up over like Thanos and multiple, multiple, like 10 years of, of storytelling. Like they had a plan set up from the start and it, and it worked and it was like nothing has been done like that in cinema before. Um, and then you look at what has done here and they go into it and they're like, oh, we're just going to do one film at a time and each director can do whatever they want. And it seemed like JJ had an idea of what he wanted to tell as a story but then they didn't get him back for the next one. And then so it was a clean slate to kind of just make whatever film you wanted. There was like no, um, you know, we've heard about the stories of like, there, there was a little bit of seeding that, that, J, that JJ was asked to do for the next film, but that was it. And then so The Last Jedi comes along and there's no seeding or anything for the next film. It kind of just wraps up and you kind you left with, all right, well, what next? Um, you mentioned like uh, Empire Night, yeah. And you look at Empire, and that film ends with Luke being defeated, and Hans ended up in Carbonite, and like all these, like they're basically split up, and they don't know what to do anymore. There's a jumping off point, like there's like your next story, like what happens next. Whereas the Last Jedi just kind of ends, the Resistance take off, they're kind of on the run, but what happens next and that's kind of the issue I don't know how you can put that on fucking that's not entirely on Kathleen Kennedy Ryan Johnson knew he was making a film in a fucking trilogy but she's the one that approved all of that to say yeah that's a good script she was like out there saying it's the best script that they've ever done (laughs) but like that doesn't absolve Ryan Johnson of any fucking fault Hmm. right like it's not like if you know if fucking a basketball player went out and fucking just threw the ball away constantly, you wouldn't be like, yeah, well, the coach, you know, put him on the fucking court, right? Like, so it's the coach's fault at the end of the day. You'd be like, well, maybe fucking... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, just um, just memories of the finals last year. Um, but, like, yeah, like, may- maybe you should pass the ball to LeBron when there's no time left. Something like that. You know, you've got lots of options. You've got lots of options. You can do a lot of things. It comes down to the fucking player who's making the fucking decisions. It's not everything isn't on the fucking coach at the end of the day. And yeah, I just think, yeah, blaming. But I think a lot of it starts at the top. And she's the one at the top. Like, yeah, sure. I just, I'm just saying Ryan Johnson is not absolved of fault. He He put that fucking movie together. He told the story he wanted to tell in the way that he wanted to tell it and what the story he wanted to tell was not a story for the middle of a fucking trilogy it was not the story for the second film in a role of three it was barely the story for a fucking independent film uh, a film like not independent a film like independent of any fucking yeah other story. like a, a, like a, a standalone st- story standalone, or yeah, a, yeah like yeah. one of those a solo like, film yeah, yeah, and so I think that that when we like Colin Trevorrow jumped on board with the next one, um, it was kind of doomed from there. Like, where do you go? Um, and J- I think JJ did a fine job with what he was given the task to do. Like, all right, I, I've now got to the... end this saga with. <laughs> 
<laughs> with nothing to go off from the beginning. So I think he always had an idea of where this, where he wanted this this trilogy of films to go, and he's kind of picked up from back on the first one and filled in, um, you know, what he kind of wanted to tell, and then took some elements from what Ryan Johnson did. Um, yeah, so I think he's he was in a tough position. He sure yeah. was. I think that um, I don't mind the ending of episode eight because it they they picture it as way too happy that it should like it shouldn't be happy because they have been decimated i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be the last of the resistance on the millennium falcon that's pretty fucked up and for me it was more like holy shit how are they going to win from here like the first order Mm. has full control of the galaxy luke's gone ray's kind of got this weird boner for kylo i think which is odd because he's the new space Hitler. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was kind of hoping that had they continued with the thread of Last Jedi's trajectory, that they were actually making Kylo irredeemable. I don't think they should have done the redemption arc again. I knew that that was going to be the easy one. Everyone said since The Force Awakens, you know that Kylo's going to come good. And I'm like... But should he? Like, he shouldn't, just because he's a Skywalker or whatever, have to be like, oh, yeah, I can come good again. Like, he should be doubled down, become the full bad guy, and it becomes more of, like, a cautionary tale. And, yeah, just because you're you're going to be the fucking best or you're going to be good or inherently good or whatever. I know they're supposed to be positive, but they'd done that. And they'd also... Killing Snoke was only shit because we had lots of questions about Snoke, right? But what it did what was it avoided the it Return of the Jedi setup where you had to have someone to fight Snoke and then someone to fight Kylo. So it made Kylo the new emperor, as far as we're concerned. So he is full yeah. top of the bad pile. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, it's Kylo versus Rey. The problem there is that Rey has beaten Kylo in every fight so far before rise of skywalker did anyone expect kylo to win in rise of skywalker i mean go back to empire that like yeah like they never that that was a huge mistake that they made really early on in the sequel trilogy was that she just didn't fucking lose like where is she supposed to go from there then right like Luke loses a hand. That's all. He, that's all she had. She just had to lose. You can replace him. Yeah. Right. It's so fucking easy. You can replace fucking anything. Darth Maul. She could have been chopped in fucking half, and like come back with fucking <laughs> spider legs or some shit. Like Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not even Arnold Schwarzenegger can kill her that. because his rule is if it bleeds, we can kill it, and she doesn't bleed. She never bleeds. Now she works in the Force Awakens because. <laughs> She's got a big problem, and that is not going on with her life and hanging around on a shitty planet, even though she's got all this potential and all these interests. She's hanging around on a planet because she thinks her family's coming back. She has a problem. She's stuck in the past. She fucking resolves that by the end of The Force Awakens. Now, in The Last Jedi, what is her problem? She doesn't have one? Like, her problem is yeah. becomes, I guess, that she believed in Luke Skywalker and maybe she shouldn't have, but then that belief turns out to 
be justified because he comes good because of her, but then maybe her problem becomes that she's got this link to Kylo, but we know that's just setting up a redemption arc. So that's still a positive. So she doesn't actually have any flaws and she becomes like, for me, she's like Captain Marvel. Why Captain Marvel is so problematic is because she's Superman minus Kryptonite. Now, Superman is already problematic as a hero. Superman would make an amazing villain because he is so unstoppable except for that one thing. And that's exactly what makes him a bad idea of a superhero, my idea. Oh, sorry, my world. Because he, unless someone has kryptonite, you don't care. There are no stakes. Like, gun, you know, gun pulled on him, tank pulled on him, yep. nuke pulled on him. You're like, I don't care. Has he got kryptonite? Doesn't matter. He's okay. He's going to just weather it. And I get that there are other themes that Superman explores and he's a lot more interesting than, than that. But for me, from a conceptual level, I don't think you could pitch, successfully pitch Superman today had he not been invented as a hero. I think he would have to be a villain because he's so unstoppable because where's the dramatic tension? That's why Batman is always going to be better than Superman because when someone pulls a gun on him, they can kill him. Technically, I mean, they never do, but we're like, oh, shit, that yep. would hurt me, and no. I, I am Batman, well, but sometimes do. minus billions, and childhood trauma that I've chosen to pay for throughout my life that <laughs> builds a rage that I literally could have paid millions of dollars to have the best treatment in the world. Anyways, that's a rant for another thing. But, yeah, Ray doesn't have... No, no, no! I, I love Batman. Well, then I'll make the point. I don't want to upset Joby. Is that I? What I love about <laughs> Batman is that he chooses to stay broken. I don't know if anyone's ever explored that, but they should. Like he literally has less excuses than anyone in the world because he has the means to become. Like he could dedicate his life to becoming the best most wholesome rounded person who does talks and says you might know me as billionaire bruce wayne but i gave away my fortune i'm now a fucking buddhist monk i've had a terrible tragedy in my life and here's how i've got to a place where i've made my peace with that he's like no and he's smart enough to know that he could do that he's like i am choosing to stay broken to stay angry to fight oh you're wrong Okay, he does try to see a psychiatrist. Doctor, Chase Meridian. And she is so painlessly unprofessional that she bangs bangs her her patient, which is a clear violation. And he he finds a deep mistrust on psychiatrists from there on out. Because... Of Dr. Chase Meridian. I am so glad that you cannot see below my waist because whenever the words Dr. Chase and Meridian are mentioned in that order, (laughs) things happen that aren't very PG. Yeah. Bone of Chase Meridian. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, so Ray, Ray gets to the. She goes through episode eight with no problem, (laughs) gets to the end of episode eight having won all of her fights. She's turned Luke back to being tuned into the force she saves the day and it's kind of even though i made the point of like the resistance has been decimated i'm like they've got a they've got a super weapon who has not been touched who's not been broken who gets upset about shit that in the grander scheme of things doesn't really matter because she, she literally wins everything and so yeah yeah her biggest flaw is 
a critical yeah. lack of So respect. Rise of Skywalker, the fix for that is to <laughs> introduce that she's a Palpatine, right? But I don't know if you guys had been in on the discussions of her bloodline since the beginning, but there was only three bloodlines that she could have been part of that would justify her existence in the conclusion of a Skywalker saga, mm. which is Skywalker, which they shut down very quickly, so it can't be that. The mm. other one is Kenobi, and that wouldn't work without some massive yeah. cutback to Obi-Wan banging someone. <laughs> Dr. <Baby>. Chase Meridian. <laughs> <laughs> And that literally oh means <laughs> that she is a Palpatine. Like, she can't be anything else. Anything else is unsatisfying, and yet learning it wasn't like, oh my god, oh, that's so gratifying. It was just like, well, of course. Like, she has to be. And so they kind of, it felt like they more shoehorned that in because they're like, Ray wins everything, and she doesn't really have anything that she should be worried about. And now suddenly she's worried that she might turn bad because of her blood. Oh, okay. Hmm. Did, did you see that uh, video that went around after the film came out? Or that YouTuber that like pr- predicted that she was going to be a Palpatine and like pointed so to all the reasonings as to why? <laughs> the, there was uh, one of them that was like her fighting style is the same as Palpatine. Like they basically looked at all the other Jedi or Sith that have that have fought in the other films, and she was doing moves like the only other person that did moves like her was Palpatine. So it felt like JJ was maybe setting that stuff up to come. Um, but anyway, it's really interesting video to watch to go check or, it out. Or it does Daisy Ridley lightsaber fight like an old man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, just like she, she's using like a lot of thrusts and things like... like Do you know why they did that, by the way? Because right. classic George Lucas Lights doing spins. shit last minute. And he's like, yeah, I know I'm getting you to fight Yoda later, but I figure that we should get you to have a fight with some other Jedi sooner when they confront you. Uh, let's shoot a fight today. No choreography, no training. And so it was just... And it looks fucking terrible. It makes Jedi look like chumps. Like, he kills three of them. It's it's like the fucking throne room, the last Jedi throne room fight, all over again. Because he like he does that weird spinning jump and Mace Windu very cleverly confronting uh, the Sith Lord that he believes is responsible for all of the galaxy's problems. What a dude. He backs off with his lightsaber up because he's like, holy shit, guys. Remember how I brought three of you to confront one guy? This is that moment. Here we go. And then Palpatine's standing in front of them. And then he's like, and you die. And and like he does a weird spin and like he shows his back to another one that just kind of watches him show his back and then just dies. And I'm like, ah, George, you could have done that better. But he didn't. But yeah, so making a fight like that. Yeah. For me in The Force Awakens, it kind of worked because she fought like she fought bad. <laughs> right? Like she was tapping into some Force stuff, but she was also not that great with a the lightsaber. They went to great lengths to show that Kylo was injured and later explained that emotionally he was mm. injured because he just killed his dad. But, you know, Chewie fucking tagged him real good. And that's why he's doing that weird, you know, the side punch. Like, who punches their pain? Like, oh, fuck, I got stabbed. Yep, now we're good. So it's weird, but that was their way of showing, hey, remember he got shot? That's why he's able to get beaten by... Finn, and then now Finn's Force-sensitive. Did you guys learn this? Like, apparently that's what he yeah. said? 
Like, yeah. my theory was that he knew that Ray was a Palpatine, yeah, and that was that's... remember that that question where like I got I got to tell you something, and then they never resolve it. Apparently, it was that he was force sensitive. Well, yeah, which is kind of like that's cool, I guess. Yeah. But like, did they make him force sensitive because? They made him pick up a lightsaber, and George Lucas used to be very specific about people not really being allowed to wield lightsabers unless they're Jedi, except for that Han moment, which is very practical, I guess. Yeah. It, that me, entire it, desert yeah. fucking planet should be Put in picked the up and stuffed into a sack with Canto bites and then crammed into a black hole because I fucking not all hated of it. it. There's, I'm trying to think of the parts. Excusing the parts that were necessary, like uh, you know, healing a giant snake, I guess. Uh, mm. Not all of it. Yeah, you get to meet Lando it. there. She does that fucking. Couldn't meet Lando anywhere else. Cloud City. Uh, she does the run. She's running against the the interceptor. Um, oh yeah, Kylo's that was a good scene. Kylo's plan flip. was to, I suppose, obliterate her. Yeah. And her plan was to Remember get how Kylo either mm. wants to kill her, which we learn very quickly that he doesn't, or he wants to recruit her, and he's going to just flatten her. But, but uh, okay, so he's yeah. going to flatten her, but wait, he knows he's not going to flatten her, but is he then expecting her to do a sweet backflip and cut off his wing, and then he might die in a crash that he just kind of, you know, Luke Skywalker's away from? Uh he didn't even look... He wasn't... Like, it's not like he's got fucking eight-point harness on so he can survive the impending fucking crash. Because it's not like plowing into a fucking person doesn't do much to... It's this fucking starfighter. They're like... They're made to withstand fucking laser fire. Like, fucking... Massive collisions are very well established as pretty fucking devastating. And the faster you go, the higher the fucking impacts. That's fucking physics. And I know physics doesn't fucking apply to the Star Wars universe all that, all that often, except when it's Brian Johnson deciding to fucking piss away <laughs> all of the fucking rules. But it is fucking you know what? somewhat important. Like, otherwise, if the collision wasn't going to be a fucking devastating, I... where were the fucking stakes then? Maybe they got Sorry. like a notion of Ooh, death. Now you're talking Star inside. Wars. I, I just hate uh, that they didn't token soot his face. You know how like mm. someone walks out of a car wreck and they've at least got a little bit of, you know, like maybe, maybe a cut or a singed bit of clothes or so- just something to show that, that that crash actually has meaning. <laughs> He's just like... There's a picture of you, Nate, where you've... Uh, <sighs> just <gotten out>. No, <laughs> no. It's entirely Luke's fault. <laughs> friends, don't let friends funny. accidentally blackface. Uh, right, Luke? <laughs> yeah. It yeah, didn't look very green. green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. Fuck that bit. Fuck the snake bit. Fuck meeting Lando in some fucking weird dancing bit. Oh, oh, she's so friendly. Oh, look at her fucking faffing up with some fucking alien kid who fucking... What? Fuck off. Uh, fuck that bit. Fuck the Knights of Ren doing literally nothing except for standing for a boy band shoot on a fucking desert fucking plateau. Um, fuck the very obvious misdirects of Chewie <laughs> dying off screen for no reason. Like, yeah, that's pretty and then they gave up the dark. bag oh like five God. minutes later. Like, no, it's okay. 
It's okay, audience. Chewie's actually okay. Don't worry. <laughs> like nobody expected him to be dead. <laughs> oh, I mean, like I mean, the, the way it. they treated Chewie through the rest of the fucking series, he might. Hey, he got his medal though. Not screen death, but. Like, doesn't that create more problems than solutions? Like, Leia has been hanging onto this metal, and she's like, no, the walking carpet doesn't get it till I fucking die. Fuck him. (laughs) He will get his fucking medal over my fucking dead body, okay? Fuck him. Fuck that dog, motherfucker. Fuck every fucking Wookiee. They're all the fucking worst. Taking our jobs. Well, not on this fucking... Not on my watch. Leia is a racist, right? fucking medal. And then she Like in A New Hope, when she calls an alien a walking carpet. Like, that's... That's racist. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's not like... It's not like, get this oaf, which is fine. Oaf... People can be oafs. That's fine. But when you identify them as... Something they can't control, Leia. Well, that's problematic. So you're a racist, and you know what happens? Racists ends up end up dying. So, yeah, <laughs> the character, the character, Jesus Christ, everyone who just gasped. <laughs> Good lord, <laughs> we've gone to reality far. fiction. Yeah. Reality. Uh, let's to let's solo jump, um, a Star Wars story. Characters back to the. Back to the beginning, uh, <laughs> yeah. episode four. <laughs> um, no, the, the the opening of the film where um, we see like Kylo in the forest just murdering people. He does this oh, like yeah. really cool like backwards slide and just force backwards slide sort of jam yeah. someone. Sweet new yeah. power, first minute, bam! Yeah. That stuff's really cool. Snake healing, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we end up that, and then we kind of really, you know, quickly introduced to him finding this Sith. Uh, is it a Wayfinder? Waypoint? Sith Wayfinder? Um, and then going over to Exegol to, f- I guess, <clears throat> find Palpatine. Uh, and you get this awesome scene. I-, I like the visuals of him being on the um, like the elevator and going down. Exegol is fucking amazing. I mm. love that planet so much. That is some fucking straight up like Event Horizon, Warhammer 40k fucking like cosmic horror shit like everything's way too big everything's fucking imposingly like fucking like presence and you're like oh my god fuck this place like who would want to be fucking who would want to go here Mm. uh you got to get there through some fucking whatever the fuck was going on with those fucking asteroids or planets or whatever fuck and yeah anyway continue yeah like i'm wondering if at that point you um like is there any reason to have the palpatine reveal in the opening crawl or or anywhere in this film as opposed to you could have it um i guess it's the dead speak and then like a mysterious signal blah blah blah. you could just have it like a have it say like this mysterious message has threatened to take over you know blah 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 and then have kylo going after this message and then getting there and having it be him like have the reveal be him do you think that pays off better than just revealing it in the the poster <laughs> or the opening crawl? Like you, because you, 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 you have him, you hear him speaking, right? And they try and make it this ah, oh, wonder who it is. But at that stage, you already know who it is because it's in the opening crawl of the the, yeah. the story, and it's in all the marketing. It's not really much of a reveal at that stage. 
it's it's just a strange way to portray it i feel like um whereas if they just kind of didn't they kind of, they, they could have hinted at to like somebody's out to get them that's really powerful but he doesn't know who it is he gets there and then it's palpatine i think that would have been a a more interesting or, or better way to reveal that um but otherwise like i like all the stuff they do there with him sort of being like the puppet master behind creating snoke there, there was always a theory going around that snoke was a clone of palpatine because of the way that he kind of looked and that sort of stuff like that seemed to be where jj was kind of going with that character um, right but you kind of get a glimpse of him creating all these clones in that in the giant glass canisters and but for what purpose sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> i didn't i didn't i didn't like that bit to be honest uh yeah i, I like what so he's gonna, gonna bring back another back snoke up, like hey is that you remember you thought snoke died galaxy which probably doesn't know because they weren't there for the fight and i'm pretty sure the first order being space nazis redux wouldn't announce our glorious leader is dead they just yeah the, it's weird i think they all, were just maybe just had sitting that, around all of that felt like that there's well, a there's giant no, pit that no people get getting thrown down. Just chuck them down so there. Just... That was totally there for the audience. That's that was, was there totally there for the audience, right? Yeah. Like that was the explanation of Snoke, so people would stop asking Snoke questions. Oh, it was so Palpatine. Okay. Where you're up to in the film? Yeah. Right. We're like eight seconds into the movie now, and uh, like <laughs> we've gone fucking fifteen planets by now, and it feels like. All of this might have been a movie in and of itself, but uh, instead, yeah, it's crammed into, like, fucking four scenes. Like, Kylo doesn't even care. Kylo spent his entire life following the teachings of a dude, and there's six of that dude in a fucking jar, and Kylo's just like, oh yeah, jar of snakes, don't worry about that, fucking on we go. Like, fucking... This is a jar of snakes, mate. Like, you, you don't want to fucking have a look? You don't want to fucking, like, ask someone? Excuse me, um, what's with the jar of snakes? Is there anything going on with that? Because I actually knew that guy. Like, it's weird, right? I know I'm an intruder here, but, uh, yeah, I knew that guy. That's Doesn't that seem weird to anyone? My boss. <laughs> he was, he, that was my boss. Why, why is my boss in the jar? Um, yeah. No, just fucking powers on through, powers past all these people, and just fucking, oh yeah, what up, Palpy? <laughs> hey, it's me, Kylo. <laughs> and then fucking on to the next fucking movie we go, like just fucking bang. Next stuff, we're moving on. No, no time to dwell. That was okay. my episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty much. Like, why wasn't Kylo doing that in episode eight? While Ray was going and killing Snoke, and then like because they're have... too busy chasing a ship, like really slow. <sighs> so bad. It, it, the problem, the biggest problem, is that it's it's two gonna... massive fuck you hospital passes. Like JJ hospital passed hard to whoever was going to write and direct Episode Eight when he ended it the way that he did. It meant that they had to continue the story from there. Right? Star Wars doesn't really do flashbacks, even though they broke that rule <laughs> in this latest one. Uh, but, yeah, so you've got 
a lightsaber being handed to Luke Skywalker. That's the first time we've seen Luke Skywalker. That's a big moment. We need to pay off for that. So the next movie had to start there. Can't fast forward a year or two like they did between A New Hope and Empire and then Empire and Jedi, where you can allow for stuff to happen, new characters to be kind of organically introduced because they've got a backstory and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then, you know, you get to the end of episode eight and Ryan Johnson has undone a lot of what it felt like had been set up. And then you give it back to JJ and he's like, you want to see undone, motherfucker? I'm going to undo everything that you did. <laughs> and it just felt like a game of fuck you. I want him Mostly. dead. I want his family dead. But I want like, his house burnt to the Every ground. <laughs> major reveal in episode eight, I'm pretty sure, gets not just, like, cancelled. It gets shat on. We're going to pull a Holdo maneuver. No, that was a one in a million. <laughs> like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> or or your parents were nobodies. Nah, fuck off. They were Palpatines. What? Uh, Luke Skywalker reappears. I was wrong. I didn't like, lie to you. Um, <laughs> okay. And you know, if they played that properly and he had a bit more screen time, that could have been like a, a meaningful moment of him going, you know, yeah, I fucked up and the master learning from the student and all that shit. No, it just plays like, yeah, no, I was wrong. Forget all of that episode eight stuff. Here's the real story. There's this- no time. There's no time. We got, we got, th- we got to fucking, we got to make a trilogy in one fucking movie because Ryan Johnson essentially kicked the Star Wars trilogy, the sequel trilogy, into the, in the testicles. That's like my overarching theory with the um, the third film is that if you enjoyed the second film, if you enjoyed the Last Jedi, you will fucking hate Rise of Skywalker, uh, and then. So you've got all those people who I think are destined to hate the Rise of Skywalker. And then you have all the people who will not enjoy J.J. Abrams doing a fucking Dance Dance Revolution expert dance trying to fucking, like, fix everything as fast as he fucking can. He's like, fucking... I gotta fucking finish a trilogy. Why? I've and only then got fucking... two hours and ten. There was a lot. <laughs> I, got, I got three. Do you notice? I don't know if anyone one. else noticed this, but like where Return of the Jedi <laughs> ends up is obviously hopeful. They've won a big victory. You don't need any other episodes after that. Technically, you can assume that from there they win, having killed another Death Star, which is also lazy writing. Why? We'll build another Death Star, because that worked so well the first time. And then they've killed the Emperor. <laughs> well, we'll fix the, the hole. So <laughs> That's it. They, they patched it. They're like, off. we'll put a shield around it. Ha! <laughs> you fucking idiots. It's flawless. And uh, so anyway... Well, it kind of worked. They needed a drive into it. He was, they were gonna, like, his plan was for them all to smash into the shield. <laughs> like, it just, does he not sound a bit like Cuckoo? Like, this is an old man whose plan is, and then they'll appear and they'll fly into the shield. <laughs> like, why don't we just get the fucking Star Destroyers to just blow them up? Remember, like, the guy's like, why are we holding... Why are we holding here? And he's like, oh, the Emperor has some special plan. And there's like this awesome bit of like contempt in his voice. Like this fuckwit is being theatrical. Let's, we've, we've brought him in. <laughs> Let's just no. swap. No, Dad, <laughs> it's so easy. I've got a gun. It's exactly we'll just go kill 
His plan up until the point of luring them there with another Death Star because they know how that... Like, that's actually great. That's a great plan, Palpatine. Well done. You leaked the information. You fucking played them like a fiddle. And then... No, they're going to fly into this and then let me shoot down some of their capital ships with this fucking Death Star that's got holes everywhere. Like, Like... what ultimately it gets destroyed by an X-wing and the Millennium Falcon? So just two fighters or two spaceships yeah. have to get. Anyways, sorry, distracted. <laughs> that was your fault, Joby. Um, it ends with it's hopeful, and you can safely oh, yeah. assume that they win from there. But there's also the reality that I mean, it's explored in that Air of the Empire trilogy. If you've ever read it, amazing which is now Legends or Extended Universe. It's no longer canon. Well, I don't think it ever was canon, except for the name Coruscant for the main planet. But there's this idea that there's still an empire out there. There's still a militarized leadership, though fractured without central leadership, Mm. that now goes off and does a shit fight. They explore that a bit in The Mandalorian, which is cool. But Rise of Skywalker ends up in exactly the same spot. Because they, I think they fucked up by making it this new fleet that they destroy. Because they destroy the Sith fleet. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Why not? And they're all happy. And then someone at some point after the credits roll goes, Oh, fuck. The First Order still controls the fucking galaxy. <laughs> like, so all they've done is kill Kylo and Hux and new guy... And they've got the same exact problem. <laughs> so they didn't wipe out whatever. And I guess they want to make more movies and stuff, but do they really want to make more movies in that time period, exploring what happens, which is exactly what they're doing in The Mandalorian, where another empire falls, and then they have to deal with another empire having fallen and the galaxy banding against that. Like, it's just... <sighs> they just went back to Return of the Jedi. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to do any more Skywalker episodes. I fucking hope. No, they're going to do Ryan Johnson's. Uh, Do you reckon they're actually going to do that? I I feel like he'll get. uh, He won't do it anymore. He was. Yeah, this is the thing. He was attached to a trilogy before the D and D guys from Game of Thrones were attached to a trilogy. Then, when they started talking about what's the post episode nine plan. They said we're going to take a little bit of a break, thank fuck, um, because they don't—they don't have a plan. It's a problem. By the way, I'm on Luke's side with the Kathleen Kennedy being the problem because she has a story group that's dedicated to overseeing, and this this trilogy does not seem like it was planned, right? Like it seems like JJ, you do what you want. Here's some things we want. We want another Death Star. We want it to be fan with $250 million fan film that shows that we get what Star Wars is now that Lucas isn't around and we also will avoid the cheese that Star Wars introduced. And for that, it did a job. It did a good job. It was like, okay, this is in good hands. Episode 8 should have been the money one. Wasn't. Um, but it also undid and fucked things that would come before. And then the next one did. Like, there was no cohesive overarching and that's why he's jj's addressing questions that we had in episode seven like who the fuck is snoke in episode eight with the shot of a dude in a fucking jar (laughs) you know like it's like that's that's it that's the book like if you had your questions that was snoke answered like in a second like we're not dwelling on this guys bam 
done. And it felt like he had a checklist of... We don't have time. We've got to, we've got to do everything. Um, but the plan was the D&D guys were going to do their trilogy first, which I believe was rumoured to be Old Republic era. And then Ryan Johnson's yeah. after that. Now, I just couldn't believe that they didn't announce that Ryan Johnson wasn't doing a trilogy anymore for multiple reasons. Because of the backlash to The Last Jedi, which I'm sure internally they also blame for the low blocks office of Solo, which the super militant fans who hate The Last Jedi to a level that they get like angry about it and start fights, did a boycott of Solo, which it didn't deserve. Solo was okay. You know, it wasn't shit. It wasn't amazing. It didn't need to happen. It was yeah. this idea of don't put a movie out every year. If you don't have a plan, you mentioned Marvel earlier, Luke. Marvel has a fucking plan. They might've been you know, winging it initially. Well, that's why Kevin Feige has been brought on board to... But he's making, he's making one Star Wars, Wars thing now. now, right? Because the man doesn't have time. He's overseeing a Marvel Cinematic well, Universe yeah. that's worth billions to them. That they've taken C, D... I don't even know what letter of the alphabet they're up to, but the fucking middle to bottom tiers that they're working through now and making them into profitable movies. They have got... The reason I think they bought Star Wars was because they saw three instances of prequel movies that were deeply flawed that still made a fuck ton of money at the box office, on home release, and in toys and merchandising. They're like, we can literally pump out shit and make a profit. I think they would have made their $4 billion back before Episode Eight came out, their investment. Just in advertising, ticket sales, Blu-ray, you know, fucking 4Ks coming, I think, this year. Theme parks ads, man. Theme I remember parks. seeing a, a, a shaving ad that had a stormtrooper on it. And I'm like... They had like bananas over here and shit and, and like fruit. So they like sell it to everything, right? So they're, they're doing all of this branding. Stage. People want to have Star Wars on because the, yeah. they know it's a big deal. They know, And they know, and I know, and you guys know, that even if you hated episode eight so much, you I don't know. I don't know how to swear off Star Wars. It's like a really unhealthy addiction that really I should be going, no, I'm going to wait for it to hit home release uh, and then check it out because I've been burnt so many times. And at this stage, been burnt more than I've been pleased, right? Like four, five, and six. And then seven was okay. Eight, uh, nine, nine, like take it as a trilogy like nine gets lumped into the, the shit column, right? Like as in they're all seven, eight, nine are bad as a trilogy. They are a bad trilogy, right? And then nine that's is trilogy, undoing yeah. a lot of stuff that eight did yep. instead of running with it, which makes it a bad sequel. So it is bad by itself in that respect. But in terms of it actually trying to tick off some boxes, undo some stuff, give a satisfying kind of ending and resolve some things. Like I like it. I like it. It's like a six... Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's okay, a good Star but... Wars film. Like, we got a Star it's Wars film. It's got good space battles and good fucking lightsaber fights. And it's know. got some good character moments and some... Good for me. Yeah, uh-huh. whereas the last one wasn't a good Star Wars film. One, two, three. Hey, we're counting it out, though. We're counting it out, right? Four, five, yep. six, seven. Oh, sorry, it's bad. What? It's the bad ones. Don't count numerically. Motherfucker. The good ones, right? Seven, R- nine. Rogue One. Uh, and then... So I'm wrong. And then the last <laughs> 15 one. minutes of one. Yeah, and then, yeah, fucking... But... Yeah, I think you're in the clear. Like, it's just bad. No, I I was just aware that... (laughs) 
my emotional yeah. connection to what it means to get excited for and eventually watch a Star Wars movie has changed because of episode eight that I was looking forward to nine mainly because I was looking forward to closure. Like I'm like, just fucking be done. Like they should have never done the Skywalker saga in this way that they've pumped it out. They could have done rogue one first. They could have done any star Wars spinoff first. Uh, I mean, obviously hindsight means that Carrie Fisher would have died and they wouldn't have been able to do stuff, and that sucks, but we don't know that at the time, right? They would have been better off doing a couple of spin-offs as their proof of concept, and then spending the time that they bought in the year or two or whatever or three getting someone to fucking nail a sequel trilogy. You can get different directors, but for fuck's sake, get maybe the same writer, at least, and then have a plan... Mm and argue about that plan and then sit on it for six months and then come back to it and argue about it again and get it nailed down to the point. And yeah, have little bits he can be malleable on based on what you didn't or did or didn't like about the last movie, but, but stick to your guns. And I just, I just can't believe that there, it just feels like there wasn't a plan again. (laughs) And it was just more like just they Disney's requests or Lucasfilm's requests were, by the time they got to nine, did you see like the fan service stuff wasn't just trying to appease the episode seven fans or the episode eight haters. It was like the Kylo kiss with Ray at the end. That's totally for the episode eight fans. Like there's massive movement towards what do they call it. Rilo. Like that whole love Rilo. arc, which I thought was weird. And I never really interpreted it as, love until people started talking about it i'm like i I guess they could be interested in each other in that way i just sort of thought that they were bonding over being really broken people (laughs) more than anything else uh but yeah people wanted that they wanted that kiss he was he was manipulative i don't understand why people wanted like he was a he's literally a bad guy an irredeemable bad guy and he was specifically and deliberately manipulating her so it's actually functionally it's twilight all over again for them to get together like have you seen it i tried to watch it i got 45 minutes in uh because at that stage in my in my youth i felt bad about ripping hard on things that i hadn't seen and then i realized you could just do that um woo but that the people who like there was a time when when i was a single man on dating websites and stuff like that and if i got to a girl's profile and she said likes twilight loves twilight it was like fuck off like that is a deal breaker to me because what you love is an abusive fucking relationship. <laughs> like he is stalking her and yeah. being a mad creeper. And then she falls for him. I'm like, this is not healthy. This is bad. And yeah, you're right. Kylo Ren is not a good person to want. To, I mean, I don't think a Star Wars film would ever do it, but the idea of being attracted to someone who's terrible and wrestling with that could be interesting, but that doesn't sound like Star Wars content. It doesn't really seem like the, yeah, the fucking platform for that necessarily. Uh, I agree with fucking... I, Finn should have been like, I love you, and they should have explored that. Why the That's fuck That's where not? it seemed like it was going, but I think they got screwed over by 8 again with introducing... Rose. Uh, another yeah another character to sort of tie them together and 
Oh, didn't she get shat on? Holy f- I felt so sorry for her. Because, like, I, I know a lot of people hate Rose. I don't hate Ro- the ca- the character. I don't hate Rose, the character. I don't she think was, she was written particularly she well. Was also like, I think, I think she gets a lot of, like, sort of, I don't know, uh, peripheral, like, sort of fucking hate from people hating the parts she was involved in that are really fucking bad. Like, she isn't the problem right. with those parts, right? Like, that's not Rose the character's fault that she winds up going to canto bite like that's not her fault like you can't hate her for that she just happens to be there but she gets a lot of collateral fucking hate i think as a result and you can't hate her for fucking well i guess you can kind of hate her. i mean there's the scene on um the salt yeah the salt planet where she crashes into finn when he's trying to basically sacrifice himself like she doesn't know that fucking luke's gonna show up like for all she knows she could have just killed everybody in there (laughs) <laughs> yeah no no that, that's that's why i was trying uh, yeah i do hate that bit <laughs> i just remembered that bit but. but the what i love about the whole thematic point of the canto bite scene is that she's there to point out that people are still suffering in the world and she points out that there's slavery and shit to finn who soldier. was stolen as a child <laughs> and enlisted into the army as a slave and he's put like <laughs> I don't know if it was like the bad writing or maybe they missed a trick in terms of getting him to relay this as an actor, but he's just like, oh, like, like he got told. Shouldn't he be like, are you I'm fucking serious? Trooper. Like, do you know who I am? And she does because she's like, oh, you're the hero yeah. of the you defected and you're amazing. So she is mansplaining to him. Master splaining. <laughs> in fact, free free person splaining. Master splain. Um, oh my they, god! What are they doing in in the rise of Skywalker? Is it like they leave her on the planet and like she's like I got to clean gutters or something? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to clean gutters. And they're like, there's no building. And she's like, yep, that's what JJ, that's what Leia told me to do. <laughs> oh. No, she's going to hang around with Leia and look at blueprints. Apparently there were more scenes with her and Leia that that they didn't work because they're yeah. using old footage. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, oh, but I, just, I actually felt sorry for her character. Like, they should have just not well, had her. They would have been right? better off not having her than having her and... They, they totally jolly yeah. fuck. They totally jar-jarred her. And I mean... The problems with her character were because of how she was written. Like, she robs Finn of having his arc in episode 8, and that, if he'd allowed been allowed to do what he was going to do, I would still, to this day, have a lot of respect for that part. And I do have respect for parts of The Last Jedi. Um, even bits where he takes it too far and goes in the opposite direction, I'm like, you know what, I respect that, but the Star Wars fan of me fucking hates it. But as in terms of subverting expectations and being ballsy and, a, like fucking power to you but yeah she robbed him of his sacrifice moment and then her justification has to be the worst one of the worst in the history of justifications <laughs> what you fight yeah. for love or some shit like just some cheesy end of a rom-com and they set up a, a love triangle or depending on how far you read into it, it's a love square now right because there's the finn i would have been happy with that too like thing. just give finn got f- fucking considering he is the fucking opening of the fucking trilogy 
he gets pretty fucking deep dicked by the end of it. Well, he's not the opening of it. It's um. Yep. It, it's Poe that's the opening, isn't he? It's him in the the sh- shelter with the old dude. Him in the sh- oh yeah right, that's true. Poe doesn't yeah, but then he great fucking run either. Yeah, but- no, that's <laughs> right. So like, they- I think the the fucking it's, it's like you know it, it sets him up as the primary protagonist. Mm. It feels uh, like he's the Luke of this, uh, you know, and then obviously it swaps out. Swaps in Ray, yeah. uh, at some point, and and it's like, okay, well, I'm sure we'll see more of Finn in the next one, and then Finn gets sent to fucking Canto Bite, and they're like, <laughs> uh, Finn, we don't really have anything for you to do. Why don't you just fuck off to Canto Bite? Why don't you go clean some gutters over here? Clean some. Why don't you just Finn. Finn has the same arc that he had in episode seven. Like, do I want to be involved in this yeah. cause now? <laughs> like, granted that the First Order is a lot easier hard no than the Resistance, but they just repeat his arc. And then when it's going to end in a way that's like meaningful and shows that committed. he's actually yeah. committed to the extent of buying some time for people that he's chosen to care about he gets robbed of that moment and it's like, ah, okay. And then, and then what she, he drags her back in front of the fucking ATA. <laughs> and they would have been able to see him. And they just like, no, yeah. let them go. Why? They've already established that they're like innocent people purging mm. fucking bad. Guys. It's one blaster shot, you know, like it's just, Oh yeah. Uh, while you're shooting, while you're shooting the Luke hologram, also just fucking someone do something about those two. Like just <laughs> yeah, just step one, on them. Just one, one stray shot just... over in that direction. It's not going to matter. Um, yeah. And because they are there to wipe out the resistance, that's what I don't understand. They don't seem to be like, let's go there and yeah. detain the resistance. Let's imprison them they make a big point of saying we've got the last of the resistance backed into a fucking corner like that's a good stake but for them to just them to cut to finn dragging her back through the giant opening and you're like that must have been a couple of kilometers that he's just slummed it with (laughs) i don't know a couple a long distance to slum it with these people who are watching the one place that you're going towards Uh, i mean that's minor Hmm. like Gripe in comparison yes. to we're the still talking about the last shadow. We gotta we gotta get on to but, Rise of the Sky. We'll yeah, one stick. of we keep going back. <laughs> one, one of the complaints have... I want to bring up is back on Rose is that uh, there were people that were obviously very upset with her arc mm. and um, think she like needed more screen time. But at the same time, a lot of the complaints were that the film was too quick and there was too much jammed in. So they're wanting. <laughs> they're wanting her to be in it more to add more story but there's too much story in there you know what i mean like that complaint just doesn't gel so easy luke i don't I understand how you don't see it right they're fucking okay they, they're on the <laughs> desert planet for no reason at all doing their fucking desert planet shit right uh, and like fucking bang 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 and in between snap into cuts of the fucking knights of ren standing in a circle it's like, like her watering plants smash cut planet. yeah she's like fucking she's weeding a garden and then like smash cut back to the desert planet and you fucking there's kylo ren <laughs> trying to run 
trying to obliterate Ray for some reason, and then smash cut back, and there she is, cleaning out the gutters, and you're like, fucking more Rose, it's all we ever wanted, right? Finally, right? Just intersplice it, right? Mm. Just a lot of little scenes of her gardening, because uh, that's what she's doing. Yeah, no, that, that's easy. <laughs> Problem um, solved. <laughs> all right, so film-wise, where are we up to here? I, I'll go back to the um, Exigo with the 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 ships rising out of the ground and like that visual force, is just really right. cool yeah okay so yeah four four seconds in yeah four um. seconds in um <laughs> um buckle up and then we get we talked about the desert planet uh from there we go on to the the star destroyer and we've got like hang finn on. and hang on hang on back to the ships rising out of the ground <laughs> who was manning I don't understand how the ships came to be, right? It's not a massive crop. Like, I guess space magic, I guess. But who was flying these ships? Were they... Did they build them? Did Emperor Palpatine conjure them? Did he conjure the people flying them? Like, I don't... It was fundamentally understand. That, were, were they people who... Like, did they just have to live on this shithole planet that yeah. nobody knew about? He cloned I'm them very, all. He could have cloned them all. No, that is actually the explanation, like, from the writer, is that all those weird Sith people that are worshipping him, like, fucked, and then had an army, effectively. But I'd still have a problem with how they built the ships. Well, I he's guess been they de- were just he's there. been there for a while. Didn't look like a shipyard. But you need resources to <laughs> to build ships. They don't just come out of... Not- well, then again, you know, he got a body ships. out of nothing, I guess, so... He cloned some ships. Because the Force... He that's, cloned ships. That's one that's of a the pretty other good jars. technology. <laughs> that Kylo just walked past. And <laughs> There's a little star destroyer <laughs> in the star. You could look at him cloning Snoke and then Snoke secretly sending shipments to the planet or something. I don't know. Like, there's, it's there's... a planet nobody can get to without a like one of two fucking map finder things. Yeah, but he he told him. Do they know how to get out of there? Or is he is he stuck there? That's why he puts the message out. Like, is that a message in a bottle? Because there's only two things that show you how to get there because because you've got to like go through the you know, the fucking weird lightning maze, apparently, to to get to this place. Which to me means that you can't like just get out another way. And yet, like he sends out a star destroyer to blow up a planet to send a message, and I'm like so they could just leave at any time. No, once... Like, what once are they waiting Tyler for? Came, and then... They had the, you know, his, his entry data. They were like... On oh, so he helped them get out. 24-7. Yeah, so, but, like... they could see on the radar, and they're like, oh, that's how he got out. Ah. No, but the, the, they literally need him to come, yeah. which is, like, kind of cool. Like, he lures someone in really cool. so that he can get out. But then they... Se- remember how they send that one ship out how to destroy the planet to show, holy fuck, they mean business. But then... It cuts, and that's the lead ship. And then they, the lead ship goes back, and then they need to use a radar to make the ships know which way is up, <laughs> so that they can leave. But <laughs> one of the ships clearly figured out which way was up to leave the place the to blow ship. up that the was planet. The one that had the fucking radar, and when he was cloning the others. Right when he when they had him in the jar of star destroyers, <laughs> they didn't like the jar. The jar destroyers. <laughs> they didn't have jar jar destroyers. Wayfinder built in, <laughs> uh, so they had to build one on the ground. No, no, but but 
can't they just look out the window? Oh, Remember yeah. how he runs yeah. to the window at the end before he explodes? Like, like, can't they just go... That's up. Oh, yeah, that's up. Those giant... <laughs> I just find that, that that was the peak of laziness that I think I've ever seen in any... Oh, actually, no, episode eight. Um, <clears throat> had some of those moments. They're faster and lighter because oh, yeah. they're yep. smaller. That Yeah, that'll do it. But like, the bombing run. <laughs> we, we, we don't know what way is up the here. The bombs will fall down. But they don't know what way is up. Anyway. And and they need a tower to know which way is up, but then a fleet arrives, which does know what way is up yeah. or is already up. So, yeah, like it's space as well. Get below like, there. Guns. You've come out of the ice. Wait, is, there, is there a below now? Like like so. You, <laughs> to get out of the ice, you went. I don't want to blow your minds, guys, but you went just up. Continue in that, <laughs> and then just keep going that way. And then, and then, like, move to the side or just maybe stay there and then look out your window and go, oh, you get a little bit close, Star Destroyer number five, you know? Maybe go to your left, as in your left, you know, not to the left because we don't know which way is up. It's, it's dumb. And also, why does that fleet have to exist? Is that fleet going to blow up the First Order? Like, is that why Kylo's upset about it? Like, it doesn't seem to be a threat to his reign. It well, just seems like he's got back. He <laughs> like he's got the galaxy, the galaxy fleet, right? But he didn't need it. He already has the galaxy. <laughs> like it just—it's like you've won World War Two, and then Oppenheimer turns up, and he's <laughs> like, "Well, here's the nuke," and you're like, "Fuck yeah, let's blow up Hiroshima!" <laughs> like, why? We've already won. Like, I don't know. We've got a fucking nuke. We've got a Death Star. What are you supposed well, to yeah. do? You got to blow up a planet. <laughs> it's, it's more than that. It just is surplus. Okay, nuke. And I've cloned 80 more of them. <laughs> In jars? <laughs> I just, but, like, I don't... I get that Palpatine back is still cool, but I don't understand why he had to have a fleet that Kylo needed unless that fleet was threatening him. But was it? Like, was that in the Fortnite message? I don't remember the Fortnite message. Did he say... Fuck you, the first order. I'm the final order. I'm coming after you and uh, all no, your planets. Order 66. I don't know. No, order 67, because 66 didn't work so well. So, 66.6, .6, the addendum. Uh, yeah. So, we're at minute four. Sorry, I'm allowing you to proceed now. Please. I'm sure there'll be nothing else that I need to bitch about, so continue. All of it can go fuck off, except for yeah, the planet. So we got the planet. Luke, Luke writes. And then after likes. that, we get on the Star Destroyer with Finn, Poe, Chewie, Ray, uh, and they're going. Well, they're going to rescue Chewie at that stage. Because is that before then? Let's let's. Oh, we're on, we got on the, the, no, the we planet that, to to the droid. Yeah, we meet that chick on the planet, and she gives them to the token oh, yeah, that allows Russell, them right? to Fucking just gotta go no, see no questions asked. Yeah. Felicity got to get some... Yeah. It's like, hey, you're in the Millennium... <laughs> you're, you're in the Millennium Falcon, for instance, which they I don't think they were at the time. Uh, we know that ship's pretty bad, but you, oh, they've got the token, so like, no questions asked. Come aboard. Like, that seems like a pretty dumb thing to exist. We've got... We've <laughs> for the got First Order, the bad guys. I, I noticed we just sort of fucking blasted straight Babu past Freak. Babu Freak, who is... The fucking, I do not understand how, 
how that like obviously he's a meme and everyone loves him or whatever in the same way that they now love the prequels but that was honestly the most jarring thing i've ever seen in a fucking in any of the fucking star wars films i what why he looks like fucking the he looks like the fucking alien from Mac and Me, and he has all of the fucking, all of the presence of the fucking alien from Mac and Me. He pop like fucking dooba 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 dooba. Remember fucking Community when they make a fucking space uh, movie out of like clips of Ken um, Jeong's character, like Chang, who leaves for Hollywood, and they they have a fucking terrible fucking CGI. Alien who goes dooba 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 dooba. That was fucking Bab and Frick. Like they watched that episode of Community and were like, they, they're right. We do have to have a fucking. We have to have a dooba dooba. Like, what's our what's our fucking dooba dooba? I don't understand. And they're like, and then some like they they go into fucking Jim Henson's fucking. I don't know, fucking terrifying basement. And yeah, like that one. Of the Muppets that never quite worked. And like, that one. And fucking Tim yeah. Henson, his son, is like, oh, that's Babu Frick. I don't think you want Babu Frick. And they're like, we're, we're getting Babu Frick. Oh. Like, Tim, where's the box where Jim put all the puppets that accidentally looked like they would be pedophiles? Dig deep into that. And he's like, actually, it's a jar behind these snakes and behind these Star Destroyers. And they're like, wait a minute. We should have jars in our film. It's a jar of bricks. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you know, like, Jumped the Shark has to be now what, like, jarred the snake. <laughs> um, so, so, so that's also the scene where they, they wipe 3PO's memory. Which and make it a big I, deal, but then I enjoyed everything that resulted from them wiping his memory. Yeah, yeah. The consequences? <laughs> no, like, no. What? He lost like fifteen minutes of his memory because the backup hadn't been done right. Have you not seen Altered Carbon? <laughs> Come on, Miro. That's bad. Um, I I like the like you know the comedy that came out. It gave <clears throat> C three PO a chance to have some presence and. I don't know. I like C-3PO. I like what he does for the Star Wars universe, so uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, and, you know, it gave him a chance to be... <clears throat> what I like about that... You know how he says, taking one last look at my friends? And everyone's like, oh, he's talking about the people in front of him. In my mind, he's like <laughs> just going through his memories of like all the people he actually likes. He just happens to be staring at the people in front of him. But like in his mind, he's like... Yeah, there's fucking Master Luke, fucking Baller, Anakin. He was pretty fucking cool. And these two, these people in front of him are like, oh my god, he loves us. And then he flips, <laughs> he flips back on his, his vision and he's like, oh, these dickheads. Uh. Yeah, yeah. It's just such yeah. an easy fan edit. Like, say goodbye to my friends and it just cuts to all his, like, best hits with oh, some super time. happy, upbeat song. Ah! The um, Patrick. Hello. Can you... Anyway. He oh, he's rubbing on the microphone. Um, it's weird. But, um... Careful. Anyway. It's, it's, it is it's Bobby Frick weird. weird. Uh, so, yeah, we, we get to meet Bobby Frick. Uh, Felicity shows up. Um, has some sort of history with Poe. That there's he's a spice runner. Not enough time to, 
Not enough they time were to get fucking, into. weren't they? Definitely. So he's Definitely. now super bi. Super bi. Yeah. Important detail. Um, yeah. Uh, she, like, switches sides real easy for some reason. She's like, uh, you know what? I forgive you for that thing that <laughs> yeah. you betrayed me for. You uh, dogged me hard enough that I want to kill you. But well, we good. Like, we're, we're, like, we're dogging on this movie a bit. <laughs> But I just want to clarify, I enjoyed it because if it was a result of the, you know, the fucking mission JJ was given, which was make, make three movies in the space of one. And so a lot of this stuff, I'm just sort of like, oh yeah, this is like, you know, I'm sure there'll be fucking books and comic books about this or something. They'll just flash, flesh it out. Like there'll be like the fucking, uh... And, you know, tomorrow in the extended universe, the new comic, Jar of Snokes, and you'll be like, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm reading issue one of Jar of Snokes to find out how the fuck they got a Jar of Snokes. Uh, and then, yeah, they'll be like fucking... Also, uh, this this issue of Star Wars crosses over with Babu Frick 3, and you're like, well, i got to read Babu Frick 1 and 2 now to find out how he's been a sex predator on that fucking planet that got blown up. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just fucking blast on through, like, to find out all the backstories and shit. Because they're trying to make fucking 18 movies in the space of one. So, yeah, there's just no time for them to fucking pause on any of this shit. And just, so you just sort of, like, I just filled in the back, the the rest myself. But, from, <laughs> Where did Bobby like, Frick come from, Joby? Structurally, oh, my nightmares. The, my deepest nightmares. I don't want to get into it. Uh, I'll thank you not to bring it up again. Um... Yeah, like, just, I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're, I feel like we're dogging on this movie a bit, but I did enjoy it. It's just like a lot of this stuff doesn't fucking make sense, right? Like, It's plot heavy and he was hospital passed and he, he did the best that he could. And, and uh, like all things considered with a clear lack of an overarching plan, a clear lack of his his ability to tell a full trilogy or to continue where he would have... Uh, continued after his ending because in the original <clears throat> version of The Force Awakens Luke is literally so powerful in the Force that it's coming out of him and there's rocks flying around him and shit because he just can't help how fucking strong he is they had to change that obviously uh, so yeah he's he's done a very admirable like if you were given a trilogy to finish after being given the first two movies he's done a he's done an admirable job and you know it's fun I think the first half feels more like rushing. They're rushing everywhere. And I really didn't start connecting with it, the moments, until the second half. Even though there were some beats initially that I knew that I was supposed to feel a connection to. It was more the second half where I'm like, okay, oh yeah, this is cool. Like, I am connected. Uh, but the first half was like basically blitzing through an entire movie. Mm, or maybe yeah. two. To get you up to speed to be like, this is my episode eight. <laughs> It's going to take an hour to get there, but this is it. This is, yeah, this is my episode eight, and at the same time, I'm undoing that other episode eight. Uh, actively undoing yeah. it. Uh, yeah, which I didn't have a problem with, because I didn't like episode eight. But um, I still think that's bad, right? Like, that they shouldn't... They oh, should have I- continued. Like, if they doubled down and said, you can go do whatever you want, Ryan Johnson, which is, you know, what he said, he had free reign, then they should have at least... Disney, Lucasfilm, should have said, you know, we might have fucked ourselves a bit here but we we've got to continue that trajectory yes we've got to add some satisfying shit but 
I don't know, man. Like, I felt kind of shitty that they were like, they didn't even want to continue it. Like, they just wanted to undo it. Like, that they were so willing to go, yeah, that's forget about that. But that's the thing. I felt like thing. there was nowhere to continue from other than. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they no, were supposed to do. There's no like. But the resistance spread. was fucked. Nobody came to help them. Like it, it ended on a technically on a hopeless note, but they just didn't sell it very well because they had them all smiling and <laughs> Poe introducing himself to Ray, even though he's met her before. And, uh, <laughs> and then like the Harry Potter broom boy with the force who's heard about Luke Skywalker somehow, even though the only person people alive to see it were on the Millennium Falcon, which I'm pretty sure is the shooting star in the background. So there's no way that those kids could know that happened. And do you think the first order is going to come out and go, Luke Skywalker came back as a ghost and like, no, they're going to suppress that. So it's a nice little character beat that makes no sense, but it's like a happy little full stop. Instead of it being like Empire, you know, where they're staring at a fucking window, like I just lost my arm, found out my dad's space Hitler, Han's gone. <laughs> like, let's have a, let's Room console boy. each other. Um, like, yeah. And like, yeah, high five, space high five. They're like, friend. we got decimated. Don't need money. <laughs> yeah. Don't need uh, So it's just more tonally weird because they do actually, in terms of the plot, end up in a in a bad spot, right? Like, if yeah. that is, if we're supposed to believe that's the last of the resistance, there's like 20 people and they've got to rebuild. So it's like, I could, and the First Order controls the galaxy and Kylo Ren is now the, so they technically did, but they were just like, yeah, nah, fuck that. Kylo Ren's not the main threat. It's actually Emperor Palpatine. Mm. And Kylo... Like, they didn't seem to want to hide his cards about how he wanted to recruit Ray. Like, he's gets told to kill her. Like, was he not even tempted to kill Ray? But then it turns out Palpatine didn't want him, just wanted Ray because he needs her to continue. I don't know. Weird. It was weird. There's a lot of problems with it. But, like, again, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. But it's got lots of fucking problems. Lots. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Um, so where were we up to in, in chronologically of this film? They've left. Uh, they get the token. They go up on the Star Destroyer. They yep. go try and save Chewie. They find out yep. Hux is a spy. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was that was definitely one of those. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like he's, they he's being beaten didn't... up all the time by by Kylo, I... and he's sick of getting. I didn't the think they, ex- they didn't execute it that well, but like, yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah. Uh, Kylo's a dick to him, and he didn't like Kylo. Yeah, and, and they yeah. squabbled. So, yeah, um, makes sense. He lost the power struggle, so <laughs> that is generally what happened. Usually, what dictators do is they murder the people that struggle with them for power. And uh, yeah, if they fail to, then what will happen is they're you know undermined by those people. So, yeah, mm. it was like reasonable made sense like yeah there's like a before that there's a cool shot of um uh finn poe and chewy like running through the the corridors in the star destroyer and like shooting people there's like a a getting shit done yeah there's some nice shots around there uh and then after that that's when ray splits off and then goes to the the room to try and find the dagger um and they have a fight uh while kylo is back on the planet um, which I thought was really cool. There's, a, there's an awesome shot where the background is like changing. Like one half of it is the planet and the other half is the room. And it kind of yeah. changes as like behind them, um, it, which which looks really cool. But also as they're fighting, there's things that are sort of appearing 
but like the beads drop and sort of splash all over the floor and um there's a part where like she's uh like swiping and hitting the ground and you can sort of see the marks being left behind where the other person is like that sort of stuff is really cool and it's that interaction was hinted at in um in the last jedi where they're sitting in the room together and you know he's got like water like they're they're interacting with each other and he's got like water on his gloves like that sort of stuff was seeded beforehand so he's he's sort of taken that a step further which is really cool and then obviously that comes back later on in the last fight which is an awesome moment um but that's kind of where we're at at the moment What, what are your thoughts on how that stuff played out um, yeah, no, I, I thought all of that was actually really cool. I, I really, I really liked that scene um, for exactly the reasons you were talking about. Um, I, I thought it was done really well, uh, and like I, I, I thought they fucking nailed it. Um, there was a bit of a like that moment where the helmet gets smashed as well, uh, and he knows where she is. Yeah, but, but it was also a bit because they repaired Kylo's helmet. And so it was another little fucking dig. It was another bit of like <laughs> the, the wrong helmet got smashed. <laughs> like, well, it, like, it was. Uh, um, they took a really cool aspect of Kylo, which is the helmet and the voice and all that, and they got rid of it in the next one. And he just becomes yeah. this, you know, normal. Like, bring that back. It. That was cool. That sort of stuff. <sighs> anyway, yeah. yeah, I do like that they built on the the stuff from episode eight. That was the one area that they took the like force interactions and they built on it. And that yep. was a bit that JJ clearly loved because he, yeah. the way that they visually sold and made sense of them being in different places but still being able to interact was really fucking cool. What I, I mean, my biggest problem, and it's probably a minor gripe, is that for the sake of plot convenience, the First Order wants to kill them until they want them to not. And then they're like, freeze! And they're surrounded, but you're like, you were just shooting at them and yeah. they've just murdered a bunch of you. Just shoot them. And then they're like, we've captured them, sir. Oh go execute those fucks okay we'll march them out and instead of it just being like the way that he kills Hux which is fucking baller mm. they'd like yes go take them to the execution landing oh, deck bodies all over the corridor you can't leave a mess there are, their buddies bodies are all over the fucking corridor and they shoot them with lasers they don't make blood like which is also weird about the force awakens how does he get blood on because it's lasers anyways um <clears throat> yeah but it's it's good. It's that's where I started getting on board with the movie. Yeah. Was probably that interaction was. I mean, I, it's not like I hated it before. I just wasn't connecting. I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is starting to to go somewhere and set up some stuff. Well, yeah. that that is where it sets up some stuff. That is the um, that is the reveal that that Kylo tells her she's a Palpatine. Um, drops that bomb yeah i don't know like so i've seen the movie twice um i didn't go on opening night i went on like two days after three days after um it was packed this, this theater was packed and and um the audience reaction to that was an audible gasp <laughs> from everybody in that cinema <laughs> and like people being like what like people were definitely surprised at that moment was that something similar you guys experienced or not really i don't think no. so no uh people just sort of took it in stride i think uh we were at the midnight screening right and i think yes there was quite a bit we of were drunk. Uh, yeah we were drunk and there was like fucking whiplash like you're like just fucking momentum 
uh, monumentous fucking whiplash. Like, you fucking... What? Like, I don't even have fucking time to process this shit. I'm still fucking getting over, like, the last shit. Bubble freak. Like, fucking... I'm still... I'm still... I'm still <laughs> contemplating the fucking implications of Babu Frick. Like, good lord. <laughs> uh, yeah, like... Yeah, no, it didn't happen in, in our one. And it didn't happen the second time. Like, because we saw it the next day. And it didn't happen then either. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think people... I... I, I What's that, Google? <laughs> what, what did I even say that sounded like that? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, like... It didn't activate my phone, either. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think people didn't care. I, I just... I, I think people sort of expected it. Were too tired? Uh, <laughs> it was midnight, and they were like, oh, gosh. But the lightning didn't give it away for anyone who hadn't figured it out at that stage. Palpatine's back. She's suddenly shooting lightning that she never had before. She's actively talking about she's worried about this darkness inside of her that I don't think... Had they really talked about that before? No, Uh, yeah, I I, I wasn't that surprised. And Palpatine, did he want Kylie to kill her or bring her there? Uh, I think he he wanted to bring her. Bring her, yeah. So, I mean, ultimately, he did that, but did, did he say that? Like, because you know how he like sees the future and he plays people. So, telling Kylo that he should kill her, and knowing Kylo's going to be an emo and go, "You're not my dad," uh, fuck you, and do the opposite. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, I don't know. It's one of the details that, like, I've seen every other Star Wars movie. I think at least three times at the movies, and I saw this twice, and I just didn't feel that I needed to see it again at the movies. That. I will wait a bit to watch them again, probably together in 4K or something. Yeah. Uh, but there's like lots of little details that I'm like, if I think too hard about this, it doesn't make a lot of sense or I need to invent reasons like Joby with his Bubba Frick uh, of why this happened. Hmm. Then what <laughs> happened? Next, right? Um, what's up next, Luke? After that, we end up... Uh, we end up on... I get the knife. Sorry? They get the knife and they. Yeah, they get the knife and then the Falcon um, picks up Ray while they're trying to get get Uh, her and whatnot. The Matrix escape. Yeah, Um, Yeah. she jumps off and they end up on the moon planet of Endor, and this is where they're looking for the the. They find the Death Star. There's the giant waves that are happening, and they're trying to figure out how to get to it. And this other person shows up, who is. A new character they're introducing into the universe again. <laughs> because why not? Yeah. But hey, the, what's your guys' thoughts on the dagger? So the guy that was goonies. supposed to go and fetch Ray to bring to Palpatine doesn't, right? But he is in possession of a Wayfinder... Or he knows where it is? Like, did he go and hide it on the Death Star? He knows it on the Death Star. So he takes a dagger and turns it into a... How to find the thing that he knows where it is. Because I have a problem with, like, the logistics of this. Because if he didn't make it and someone made the dagger to show that it's in the throne... Like, Palpatine's secret throne room, then they had to have done it after the Death Star had crashed there. (laughs) 
<laughs> the parts of the Death Star. I don't, I don't understand this dagger. I get that it's. I'm I not don't... supposed to overthink it. Did you guys it's supposed to get famous? us? No. No, you did, Luke. Yeah. Uh, there were line puzzles in that game, and there were a number of puzzles uh, that were sort of environmental, um, where you had to make the line puzzle work using uh, elements of the environment. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, at a certain distance, uh, those line puzzles specifically do not work unless you're standing in one specific spot. Hmm. So how did they find that spot? Or did they know that they'd be in that spot? Or yeah, but like, did like, why did they make did they make it because they thought they'd forget, or did they make it because they wanted other people to find it? Because it seems like you wouldn't want other people to find the way to the place where the hidden army is, and that only people who wants to go there should know. By the way, I don't know if you guys realize this because nobody in the world realized it, but that opening planet is Mustafar. You know, where Darth Vader, well, where Obi-Wan and Anakin fight. Yeah, yeah, it's regrowing trees for no fucking go read episode 50 of a comic reason. Uh, So that, the cool part about that, and if they'd sold that fucking better, is that he's going to fetch Darth Vader's Wayfinder. That's some fucking cool shit that they just glossed over. This is the forest (laughs) planet, the snow planet. Yeah, yeah, that's actually the lava planet that's regrowing. Because of go read seriously, you have to go read a comic or a book to find out why. Uh, but yeah, that's where it's set. It's confirmed in the Visual Dictionary, which has more answers for things than most movies have. Right. But yeah, so there's a second one that Palpatine has. So again, we're, we're, it's making sense now. Vader has one. Palpatine has one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Kylo gets uh, Vader's one. Ray destroys. It doesn't she in a little hissy fit? Yeah. Oh no, she, she grabs it out of the fire. This is afterwards. She, in, in the this is after she, we're going too far, I think. You've Have we? Yeah, you've jumped forward. Um, because Kylo has it in a tie that's not the tie that he crashed. I guess. No, she steals the tie fighter after but the battle. Remember he, but he crashes in the tie fighter that didn't he have. Like, he guess he didn't have it in there at the time and he put it in his backup. He took it with him. (laughs) Or or he he pocketed it, you know, and before he wiped off the soot. uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So they get into the the throne room and she gets into the the hidden room and confronts... She has like a a cave sequence um, where she confronts herself as a a Sith, um, which looks pretty cool. She's got this, like, double-edged lightsaber but it kind of like folds right um yeah that's from the clone wars or rebels also it was dumb shit then it's still dumb shit oh okay what function does it service or serve right well i guess it could be a double-bladed lightsaber cool but why what the like the fold up two blades next to each other like you'd be better off with one that you could quickly pull apart and put back together right I just yes. don't um, understand. I just sort of isn't it Easy sort storage. of like the fucking Z bar or whatever you know the you know like Jackie Chan uses that kind of shit. That's what I sort of thought it was. A hinged. Yeah. Okay. It just doesn't seem like you couldn't fight with it in hinged mode, right? 
like would you hold it with two hands or do you hold it with one hand and hope that the hinge doesn't kind of like swing it around so you're really only using it in double mode which defeats the purpose of having a hinge i think unless i'm missing something uh no it's like fucking you know you can fucking what i don't know fucking no fuck i don't fucking know you can't you can't it's It's dumb it should have just been a single or a double it's cool no (laughs) um okay all right and then so they get the 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 confrontate confrontation here where they're up on the um on the top of the Star Destroyer fighting each other in the water, which I thought was really cool. Some some sick visual effects there of, like, um, Kylo walking through sort of, like, the rain and the water with his lightsaber on. That stuff looked, looked pretty Some neat. big jumps. Mm, yeah, we get some force jumps. Um, they're also using their, their, like, force powers while they're fighting each other. Like, she's at one stage, and he is, yeah. like, holding her lightsaber back as they're trying to slash at each other that stuff is really which cool. we do not never saw enough of and i always i've always hated how little they use the force in lightsaber battles because it it's exactly what you, it's sort of the classic rules of a magic system right mm-hmm. like the rules of a magic system are that essentially that would like influence every single part of like how you live your daily life any magic user would use those magic that magic provided the cost wasn't too great and there doesn't like depending on the cost at all times but they would use that magic and so like every fucking like lightsaber fight should be a fucking absolute clusterfuck of pushes and pulls and stuff like that you know the the exactly the way it works in fucking jedi academy or harry potter and like as they're like when someone tries to do a spell they deflect it with something else like you sort of see some of that here of them trying to stop each other yeah yeah uh, like I think Jedi Academy is a better example because A it's Star Wars and B it's not Harry Potter but uh, like the fucking like lightsaber Ouch. jaws in, in, get Bubba in, fricked bitch <laughs> uh, the lightsaber game, uh, jewels in those, those games were like fucking like awesome like they were fantastic uh, like even to watch because people were using their force powers to uh, like to the perfect extent, and uh, yeah, I've always loathed how little they get used in the films because because for that reason because that's what people would do. Like Jedi masters would be fucking like swordsmen to the fucking ultimate degree, and the the threat of a Jedi Master wouldn't be the fucking laser sword. It would be the fact that they've got magic to back that up. And, yeah, it just never gets used. It drives me nuts. Anyway. Um, but they were using it in this, and as a result, I think it's got some of my favourite fucking... That, that fight scene on that fucking planet mm. is fucking awesome, I reckon. Uh, it's it's chock-a-block full of fucking cool moves, no fucking heinously pulled punches... Uh, good flips and like in a setting that I think like looks cool yeah, yeah looks rad it's visually and... different sort of like the yeah. the snow fight in in uh, Force Awakens and um, and uh, you know the you know getting interesting looking areas and so I think that 
was something that was cool. E- even the throne room fight in in uh, Last Jedi, like they they're thinking of interesting ways to put these fight choreographies in cool locations. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then so we get that fight. Obviously, uh, Leia uses her f- force projection to talk to Kylo and distract him while they're fighting. And at that stage, that's when um, when Ray ends up stabbing him through the chest, and he goes down. He's done for. So you think the end. The end. Um, and that's when when Ray realizes that she can sense that Leia's gone. Um, and that he was obviously quite upset about that, and so they have a moment, and then we see the uh, the reveal that they've been kind of leading to of her healing the snake, and also the uh, the Mandalorian. Which spoilers for the Mandalorian, but there's a scene in that where uh, Baby Yoda heals another character, and they dropped that episode earlier in the week so that they could put that in there yeah Yeah. as well Um, because I I remember being like why is this episode dropped earlier like why is it out a couple of days earlier it's really weird Um, but then once you see the film you kind of put them together and so we end up this situation where Rey uses her powers to or her her good powers to to heal Kylo Um, so yeah I thought that scene was pretty cool because and then leads on to the next part which was a big reveal that I did not see coming at all (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which was interesting. What part? Han Snakes. Solo. Oh, the Han Han return. Yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah I didn't know he was back in in the film. See, that's and, a cool uh, moment, right? Nobody yeah. nobody knew that was going to ca- happen. That was awesome. Yeah. That was so cool. I don't yeah, think he knew right. he was coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he knew he was in it. <laughs> pretty baked um, <laughs> and i love the interaction of like him talking like it's a replay of what happened in the the force awakens and like the same sort of dialogue of like i know what i have to do but i'm not sure if i've got the strength to do it but like yeah but like these awesome callbacks of him then redeeming himself um and the only way he can do that is being sort of forgiven by his family i, don't know, I thought it was really cool but it was in his own mind yeah it was his memory like it was, or it was, fucking was it? Get the fuck out of here! What are you talking about? Well, I think I'm the writers him. have been. No. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if this was one of the like, the writers, or it was one of the leak things because I went deep. But someone was claiming that that was actually part of Leia's trick as well, was not just to speak, uh, but okay. to conjure, which would make more sense because she, like her brother, like her mother, goes out like a fucking chump. I get that there are practical problems being that the actress is dead but the character from a character perspective she what she uses the force to speak to her son to distract him to get him killed hmm and then dies no so i i like i like the idea better that she's also conjured up hard and yeah it's like it's it's a memory or whatever but like she's she's gone that extra effort to make that happen uh yeah, because I think they're trying to say it's memory to get around the thing that we know that Han's not like a Jedi <laughs> yeah. who does the disappearing trick and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I just prefer that 
from a layer perspective, just like yeah, no, that makes her go out point. a bit stronger. Like she would have to dig a bit deeper to make that happen and to save her son. And it makes her a bit more involved in saving her son instead of killing her son. Because yeah, she, yeah, otherwise true. she just distracts him and he gets stabbed. And it ends, his last line, Han, it took me the second viewing to actually get the significance of it because the first time I was drunk. But when... I know. Kylo... Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Kylo's like, I Dad! Cried. I cried the yeah, first why wouldn't time. You? I cried the second time. And he's like, <laughs> I know. And I'm like... Straight away. Oof. Yeah. Um, what a baller. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, that, that was a massive surprise. I thought he was done with that series completely. And then him showing up, um, you know, it felt... Uh, it felt good to have him back. Um, yeah. And then so from there, we end up back on the planet where they they get to and uh, super emotional at this bit where they're telling like our our crew that Leia has, has died and, and that's the moment where like Chewie just drops to his knees and he's like howling. Like that bit was... Oof, that joy, was tough, right? That was, that was from Joy. Because his oppressor was finally dead. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's like, I can get my medal. I told you I'd get it, you bitch. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Look, Look at me now. I lived for fucking hundreds of years. I told you I'd live, outlive you. What are you going to do? Look at me now, Dad, again. Look at me now, Dad. Look at me now, Dad. You're going to do it again. Yeah, that was, that was good. He gets some good beats, uh, yeah, Chewie. And I mean, yeah. in a movie where there's like five, six, seven, whatever characters that they're trying to resolve arcs on and, and give them a bit of screen time. <laughs> Not Rose. Uh, Chewie, Chewie gets some of the better moments and that one is definitely fucking awesome because he yeah. is consistently the character that gets upset in a way that the audience does. Like when Han dies. Oh yeah. Leia, Leia's just like, oh yeah, I felt it. Fucking yeah. sucks, eh? And you're like, Are you fucking right. serious? <laughs> And she doesn't. She doesn't even hug Chewie. She hugs yeah. this fucking. They literally had to put a moment in a comic to cover that. By the way, where apparently their hugs, Wookie morning hugs, are so long that they take oh, an hour Lord. or something. I, I know they literally cover it in a line of dialogue. Sorry, I've just come back from the Wookie hug, uh, but that's actually one of JJ's regrets about the Force Awakens. He said, "I wish that I got them to hug," and I'm like, "So do I," because it makes her look less fucking cold. Yeah. And then he's getting remember he's getting attended to in the Force Awakens, like his little wound, and he's just mm. there, fucking like and she's talking so Devo in the corner. I'm like, I'm like, Chewie gets it. Chewie gets how devastated I am. Fucking yeah. nobody else does. But I still think JJ did an awesome job of those emotional scenes because I remember back in The Force Awakens when you see Han's death, like I've watched that film seven, eight times, man, and I feel it in my chest every time that lightsaber Uh. goes through him. And then you compare that to The Last Jedi and when Luke's death happens, like that, I don't, nothing happened for me at that stage i was just like oh that's a bummer like he's gone like there's no emotional yeah. attachment to to that but then you come to to this one the rise of skywalker and again man super emotional moment with with her death and the you know chewie's reaction to that like jj does such a good job of being able to pull at people's heartstrings <laughs> in those specific moments which i didn't get in the last jedi which is also an achievement because the pace of the movie, right? Like Rise of Skywalker is like, fucking let's get there, let's get there. And then in the moments that he actually takes to go, let's catch our breath, 
those are some of the best moments of the movie just like the little character moments and interactions where they're not rushing they're just yeah they're taking a moment to be human that's the sort yeah. of stuff that that i felt most connected to uh more so than shit just jumping around all the time and like oh my god it's so amazing it's so much is happening like a fury road right i'm love fury road because of the pace that it moves like it's like they've turned a car chase into a movie and they've yep. written everything else backwards from that including the characters and all that stuff i still like the characters in that movie but i am connected to the plot as well i'm connected to what's happening and i'm just engrossed in the intensity and the, just the, oh, it's just bombastic, right? Um, but I was less so with that in the first hour of The Rise of Skywalker and more, yeah. When they, when they really stop to punch you in the feels, they fucking punch you in the feels. Hmm. Um, yeah. And so here, that, that's the stage where we get Rey going back to the, the first Jedi temple that uh, Luke has been sort of hanging out on and she's burning, um, she's burning the ship at that stage and, and she throws her lightsaber into the, the fire and that's when we get the Luke reveal he catches it and he says um, that's not the way you treat a like a, a lightsaber or a Jedi weapon or something like that um, which is a, <laughs> another like fuck you fuck you <laughs> like don't throw it away um, I don't know like I don't know how I felt about this moment I've seen it twice now and I'm still not sure about that part of the film i don't know i was happy to see luke back again oh everyone knew uh, he was coming back like it was a, a given right no but, but real luke actual luke like, skywalker yeah, not, not i think the reason why you and me and probably joby and a lot of other people didn't connect with luke's death in the last jedi was because it was not luke skywalker hashtag not my luke yeah. skywalker and people who love the last jedi ridicule that movement and to them, I say, fucking eat shit. Because it's a thing. Like, I mean, from Mark Hamill through to fucking countless other people, if you need that as evidence, but you don't, because they didn't earn that Luke Skywalker arc. They had to try to explain it poorly in a flashback that didn't work. Like, it just didn't fucking work from a character who believed that Space Hitler, Darth Vader had good in him and was willing to sacrifice everything to go and do that when he could have been more help on the ground with his, you know, friends about to go and take on a legion of my best troops <laughs> beaten by teddy bears. Uh, really yeah. could have been, they could have used his help and he's like, no, no, this is the right thing to do. I got to go save my dad. And they're like, are you fucking serious? He's fucking space Hitler. And they're like, no, no, I, th I think he's going to come good and I'm willing to sacrifice myself to prove that to, I was checking on what young Kyle is. Holy fuck, that's some darkness. Yeah. Like, if they had a movie dedicated to that, yeah. I could get on board with it. But they, they literally told us that's what happened. And then they're like, no, no, you've got to show it. They show a flashback. I'm like, I get it. You've told me that. You've shown me that. I still don't understand how Luke got there. And I don't think you can say, go read issue fucking 59 of Luke Skywalker goes bad to make me ever forgive you for mistreating Luke Skywalker because he was built into such a big thing at the end of The Force Awakens. We get to see him. We don't get a moment with him. We know, like, fuck, we're going to see a lot of him in episode eight. And what they gave us was this different... Like, it might as well have been a different character. It might as well have just been, who the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, I'm, you know... Probably Suke Lywalker. <laughs> I'm Suke Lywalker. Didn't you know? Didn't your dad tell me you about me? Like it might as well have been someone else that they'd created, 
because then yeah. they could have done that. But it was Luke Skywalker, the most hopeful person in the galaxy, suddenly devoid of hope with not a satisfactory explanation. So the whole thing for me hinged on that explanation. And if you bought that explanation, then I think you were going to love The Last Jedi. If you did yeah. not buy that explanation, which I don't think you really should because I don't think they earned it. So if you didn't no. connect with that, then yeah. it, it all falls apart. I think it really hinges on that. I think if you talk to people and, you know, even the apologists say, yeah, Canto Bite sucks. Like that's the one easy thing they give you. Like, yeah, Panic, Canto Bite, I mean, explores some interesting themes, which it doesn't because as I shot down earlier, we'd already explored the whole slavery thing. Uh, but they're like, yeah, that, that bit shit, but everything else is genius. And you're like, no. And Luke, oh, they just mistreated him. And so like Rise of Skywalker, he's in it for like, what? Two minutes? Yeah. And we get, we get Luke Skywalker. We mm -hmm. get actual Luke Skywalker. That's why I love that. I absolutely love that. I wish I'd seen more of him. I actually wish that he'd been haunting uh, Kylo. Like when he threatened yeah. at the end of See You Around Kid, I was like, fuck, he's going to haunt Kylo. That's going to be awesome. But they didn't do that, so whatever. Yeah, just have him follow him around. Um, just have him, have him in the fucking spaceship while he's tearing straight at Ray. He's like, is this your plan? Is this your fucking plan, Kylo? Yes. What are you going to do? Are you going to run him over? Do you think he's yeah. naked? I would have loved well? that. Like he's got no clothes on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like he's just that old man who's shameless. Like, <laughs> what? I don't need to wear clothes. I'm dead. Fuck you. Like, he's <laughs> got fucking blue milk dripping in from his fucking beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, all of that. All right, so we're at the 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 final battle here. We've got the resistance are putting together their 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 fleet. Poe's doing his um his speech, and then uh, Luke Skywalker brings up the X wing from out of the water. Ray gets into that and goes to Exegol. Um, uh, she gets down to Exegol. It confronts Palpatine. He talks about how she she needs to strike him down um, in order to end all of this, like save your friends or you know or join me type stuff. And um, and then yeah, like a giant battle ensues where where they're trying to kill this giant radar dish um, to stop all the ships, which we already talked about. And um, how cool was Palpatine on the fucking on the the Assassin's Tuesday. Creed thing? <laughs> fucking so cool! It's the I same thing it. that Michael Fassbender was in in the Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah, they had the prop uh, sitting around. They're like, let's yeah, recycle like, that. Let's get that. We can reuse that. <laughs> can we? Can uh, we also no, fit really the Apple storyline in here as well? We'll just take that. Oh, as well. <laughs> add another movie's worth of plot in the last five minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I thought that shit worked real fucking well because uh, it, it sort of played again into the the grim, dark, the grim. What do they call it? What do they call fucking all that Warhammer shit? I don't know. Just played into the Warhammer shit, Warhammer forty k shit of that exile planet. Like fucking. I just thought it was yeah. fine. Uh, I did not like the fight though. Um, I thought that was a bit of a wasted effort. I mean, obviously, uh, what fight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, what was he going to do? Like, stand there thrusting again? But um, still, yeah, uh, they could have. I wanted to see him with a saber. He should have had a saber. He should have had two fucking sabers because that's what he has in Clone Wars. He has two fucking lightsabers, right. and he's a fucking baller. Like yeah. he, oh, not Clone Wars. Sorry, Rebels. He fights like a boss, and that was a he's chance thrust. to have a. Didn't he? Because he like regenerated, right? Like he. 
Because they had what was their weird, the weird word they brought up twice that was supposed to have the convergence or some shit that the two of Kylo and Ray are linked. Yeah, in I the mean, force. Oh, that. Yeah, which makes them together super powerful, super yeah. rare. Yeah, sure, but okay. yeah, would have been. And he, and he, he takes energy from them, so he his finger, his weird fingers heal, his Bubba Perfect. Frick fingers heal. Uh, and that could have been the moment where it's like fully recharged Palpatine showdown. Exactly. And then, <laughs> but like, you've got that problem. Like they set up that interesting problem where he wants her to kill her. I guess in that moment, maybe he doesn't need that, but, um, she doesn't want to kill him. And then he kills himself with the lightning. I think is the explanation for why his spirit isn't able to then transfer to him because he, she doesn't actually like, pull it in a ball and throw it back she just blocks it and it goes back so he kills himself weird mm. uh but yeah it would have been better if he was like fuck i don't need you anymore um <laughs> i'm gonna fucking kill you with a lightsaber or whatever yeah. something like just I, i'm yeah. just picturing like fucking heals up right he's like oh well now that both of you are here i guess you know I, i'll just heal up and do this shit myself and then fucking heals up and then fucking the the assassin's creed thing like sort of fucking swings in and then like he fucking detaches from it with like and like two lightsabers spring from his hands and he's yep. fucking and they're like ah fuck and then fucking you know everyone pulls their punches or some shit um hmm. yeah. and it can still end the same way with the lightsaber blocking the lightning because they have the problem where they can't kill him yep. and like maybe they're lying a bit like oh no don't kill him like he and they like fucking mortally they wound him yeah and then, and then he's down and he's just like come and fucking bring it like kill me I'm here come on do it. Or, or, do or, it. or I don't know like I guess people wouldn't like it do necessarily it. but like Kylo kills him it was so, a chance to have another saber fight though right like a missed opportunity yeah. yeah because I feel like however you were going to end this trilogy it should have ended in a saber fight rather yeah. like it should have had a ship battles but it should have also ended in a fucking baller saber fight and so which, we got him fighting his Knights of Ren. Yeah, which didn't work. Because yeah. my, my idea was that I thought that was supposed to be Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. yeah. And they just get fucking handed to them. And they don't have lightsabers. They've got like, no. I've Sticks. got this axe, I've got a blaster. And you're like, I've got a lightsaber. And the force. And do you notice how Ben, he's like good now, but he still stabs that last guy in the back. And I'm like, what are you doing? You did a flip over him and stab him in the back? I'm like, it's, pretty, it's a pretty Kylo move, bro. Yeah, but it's it's a really um, I I think it's a really cool start to the fight where they do the reveal of them swapping weapons. Like, yeah, that is such a cool, such a cool idea. They set um, up really well because she's going to strike him down over the head, you know, and then oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. and then he does like, surprise, motherfucker. I've got does his little mind. like, yeah, what's up? Um, and then just before that as well, we've got the uh, Lando shows up with the rest of the. Uh, they're not even resistance. Oh, yeah. They're like people. Like fucking Lando's a boss. He can, he can sort. Some of them aren't even people. <laughs> they, what are you doobadoobadooba? <laughs> it's me, Baba Frick. He fucking literally pops up on screen like a fucking like a fucking pop on camera. What the fuck? Oh, he got saved from the planet. The got... nobody fucking. Why would we want that to happen? Like the lady with the helmets bailing. She's like, wait, no. <laughs> Runs back to get Bubba Frick. There's a yeah. spin-off that nobody wants to see. Well, me, a lot me, of people. Bubba Frick, and you're see. like, oh, what the fuck? Why didn't why? Why, Kerry Russell? 
Felicity, why did you... <laughs> why did you just not leave him on the planet to blow up? <laughs> like, good lord. Yeah. You heartless monster. Yeah. Um. Alright, and then so, we're trying to power through all this. Uh, we've got... We've got the the life force draining. Kylo gets thrown down to the ditch. Um, Ray's sort of on her last legs, and she starts hearing like the voices of the old Jedi, which is again another cool moment. We've got like Anakin in there, Darth Qui Gon, um, Obi, Obi. Well, we got Did you say Obi-Wan's. Darth Qui Gon? Whoa! Oh, no, there wasn't a was there? There was no. Sorry, Darth that- Vader. Um, Anakin. Yeah, Anakin slash Darth. Anakin, yeah. We got Qui-Gon Jinn, the two Obi-Wans. Slash Darth, what? The both, both the Obi-Wans. Um, Obi-2s. Obi yeah, we got Mace. Uh, we got a bunch of Clone Wars I didn't characters. pick Mace. Whoops. Oh, didn't you? I picked him. I didn't pick a lot of the others. There's yeah. a lot of, yeah, there's someone from Rebels with Freddie Prince Jr.'s Freddy character. Prince has Prince. some line. Uh, there's some real obscure ones from... Uh, like attack of the clones and shit. Like mm. you see them pull a lightsaber out and swing it, and then that's it. So, yeah, there was some odd choices for voices there because they had a lot to work with that we would choices. remember. You know, obviously Yoda, Anakin, Luke, Leia, Mace. I mean, there's fucking five already, right? We don't really do we need a whole lot more than that. They kind of prove their point. Pretty Prince is fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That, anyway, that stuff is really fun. Um, and then we get the the battle which we just talked about the the lightning the two the two sticks yep. uh, laser swords <laughs> and then um, she's she she goes down on the ground and then we see Kylo climb up from the the depths of wherever he was just throwing the giant hole where they they're putting all these vats the, the Snoke clones um, yeah the Snoke hole he they climbs call it. he climbs up <laughs> grabs her she's dead at this stage. Um, but he's now he's no longer a Sith. He's now a Jedi. So he uses his Jedi powers to to heal her and resurrect her. Um, he respects. He, he did respect. He's, he paid. He his fell into the respect hole. <laughs> <laughs> that power is hugely problematic. By the way, I mean, forget the fact that bringing Palpatine back ruins the whole chosen one thing that is supposed to be Anakin. Yeah. Uh, that he brings balance to the force by killing Palpatine. Forget all that fucking shit. He is worried that Padme is going to die so much that he will do anything to learn an ability that will stop her from dying if only there was a Jedi ability that mm. could heal mortal wounds. Yeah. yeah, so it kind of breaks a bit. But I think it was stuff. only sort of supposed to be reserved for like really powerful Jedi. Just... Well, like Anakin. <laughs> Anakin uh, is. Well, was, was yeah, the snake a dyad as well? Um, no, he was on the planet though. Remember when he, you know, he fucking crashed his. Fucking okay, so wait, they're able to do it to each other, and that's it. Like they're the only two who could do it. No, when they're close enough, they can draw, you know, force off one another, and like they become more powerful. Right. And Remember how she says she gave some of her life force to heal the snake. I yeah. feel like there should have been a like a consequence for that. Yeah, like, like a, a like a, a white rogue <laughs> moment. Yeah. A rogue one hair, perhaps being great. But yeah, like the, she was just like, I leveled up and I did this, and you're like, well, in even in a Call of Duty game, when I put a scope on my gun, it affects something else. Like there's a trade off, there's a pro and a con. You told me that your life force went, but you didn't show me 
that your life for like was life force just a word for like my current capacity of force has been drained and I need to yeah, rebuild no. it. Like show us her big yeah, toe my, for my, yeah. or something and like oh well, like, or she ages or something yeah like something but so that when when palpitating fingers now that would have been cool because it would have shown that there was a consequence and when she chooses to heal Kylo, yeah. like he would be able to see that there was a cost and yeah. like not just like she saved me but holy fuck she saved me by killing part of, like anyways they set it up they just didn't execute on it yeah. And then he's suddenly able to do it. By the way, force ghosting is supposed to be a learnt ability. How, like, uh, how do you learn that? Well, because a Qui-Gon doesn't disappear, right? In The Phantom oh, Menace. Right. Yep. Yep. So George Lucas got all obsessed with it, I think before uh, that stage. And the reasoning right. was that it's a learnt skill, but Qui-Gon was really strong in the force. And so he learnt to, on the other side, come back as a voice initially and then in spirit ghostly form uh and then there's that cheesy line in revenge of the sith about yoda being talking to qui-gon and they've like had a chat about i've got some training for you which is to basically learn how to come back as a force ghost so he'd set up all this lore about like whenever a jedi dies they don't just fucking disappear and become one with the force which is i think what we kind of assumed from the original trilogy given that you know, happens to everyone if every Jedi that dies in that. So Ben being able to disappear, I guess Luke would have trained him, but it seems like a pretty, pretty morbid thing to train 15 year olds. Like, Hey, we're at the point of the training where I teach you how to no. become a ghost when you die. Hmm. So it, they just kind of felt like Practice they put it in. Home. Don't forget to do your maths homework. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you're gonna die one day, and when you do, it's okay. You can come back as a ghost. Be a ghost. I'm gonna uh, teach you how to do that. So he, he kind of set it up as something that wasn't just automatic, and it was something that you had to practice and learn. Which is also supposed to explain why there's no like Sith ghosts flying around and shit like that. Like it's not just a Force user dies becomes be a ghost. Because the moment I heard that you had to learn that shit, I'd be like, why wouldn't I just learn how to do fucking lightning? Like. I think I might. Yes. I'd be like, am I the bad guy? I could not, but then I wouldn't die. Like, what if I just didn't die in the first place? Like, what if I just made a big jar of Snokes and shit and attached myself to this Assassin's Creed thing and then, like, why, why wouldn't you be fucking Palpatine? Everything's kind but of it, working out for him. Like, it's kind of like him being back <laughs> as a payoff for that Revenge of the Sith thing where he said that his master had learnt to live beyond uh, death, the, right? Uh, but then he like full dicks Anakin after he's made him kill all those kids, yeah. and he goes, uh, "Bro, you about that? I don't know it yet, but I'm confident we'll get there together." <laughs> At that point, Anakin should have just been like, <laughs> like just fucking hacked that old man to pieces. I, I killed fucking eighty kids right now. You think yeah. I won't fucking chop you up, old man? Fucking I I know all their the names. <laughs> yeah good times uh and then yeah the um the 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 resistance wins because everyone shows up to be together and it's very heartwarming they have an independence day level floor on the star destroyers um i thought that i thought that was like well reasoned you know, like, the reason for the Death Star being the Death Star was to shield a lot of the 
uh, innate power of the fucking weapon itself. Uh, and so mounting it on the bottom of a fucking Jar Destroyer sort of, like, <laughs> um, sets it up to be, like, extremely vulnerable, which I guess at the same time is why they made so many of them. Uh, I thought that, you know, had a certain internal consistency to it. Uh, why didn't they use them to destroy the ships? <laughs> like, those Star Destroyers just seem to be there to be destroyed rather than to destroy in that fight. I guess that's to do with learning where up is. And then they assumedly would have had a lot of TIE fighters and troops that were doing not a lot. If if you miss, like, do you just blow up Exegol? (laughs) Wow, they're below us! Oh, fuck! I'm gonna get this this fucking little fucking motherfucker. Ah, shit. The Emperor's not gonna be happy to know this one. (laughs) Ah, we goofed on this one. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Imagine being part of the fucking crew that had to, like, go in afterwards to destroy the, like, 40 or so started d- jar destroyers that never got fucking blown up. And you're like... Oh, and they're like, hug me! Are you my dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's like that deleted scene from uh, Deadpool... Was it 2? Where he goes back to kill Hitler. Baby Hitler, have you seen that one? Hmm. It's uh, fucking uh, no, awesome. Oh my, no, it's like a deleted scene. You should oh, okay. go fucking watch it. It's okay, fucking amazing. Holy okay. fuck. But how he handles that is very similar to the Jar Destroyer. The baby um, Jar Destroyers. Yep. Yeah, like just fucking, where the cleanup crew? Just fucking. Jar, jar Snakes. Jar Babies. Jar Destroyers. Like just fucking cleaning up. Sweeping into like the big hole, we kind of. Bubba, Bubba Frick would be probably pretty good at dealing with those things. That's, that's why they zero the sweat. <laughs> Deleting on the planet. Like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, Bubba, Bubba Frick's like, oh me, Bubba Frick, me clean up John is trying to be like, yeah, let him do it. That's just, what he's in it for. Let's just, let's just go. <laughs> Fucking hell. And he becomes the next emperor. Jovi, yes. you've written someone the next has to stay, Someone has to stay with him and make sure he does not... He he doesn't leave this fucking planet. No, That's throw him in the snoke hole afterwards, <laughs> after he's done with the messy job. You're like, well, here's your reward. Punt him. Poof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think we, we worked some shit out there. All right. Yep. That's most of it um on that planet at least we get the the kiss we talked about that already right we did where they yeah, what kiss ah oh, the, the yeah mush, yeah mushy. they become the, right the mush. best friends um so that happens then, yeah we end up um having the resistance base we see some people that uh you know talking to each other we get lando and the the lady that we meet on the other planet who is a throwaway character that is not a throwaway character because it sounds like it's going to be a Disney fucking <laughs> TV show at some stage. Um, I mean, the... the yeah. Oh, the new love interest for Finn. Uh, I was going to say, there's so, stuff out there saying that, like, that's Lando's daughter. Um, yeah, right. But it was kind of that makes cut sense. out or being turned into some sort of other TV show. Um, yeah, and then we get... Yeah, like you're talking about the the Poe stuff with the with Bliss Felicity um, yep and yeah it's just some sort of wrap up stuff Chewie gets his medal finally 
<laughs> if it was Lord of the Rings, it could have been at least four hours longer. But um, yeah, documented Ray's trip back to Tatooine and the uneventful trip back to Tatooine. She gets there. She's going to the moisture farm. She's like, yeah, fucking Luke was telling me all about growing up on this moisture farm. And then uh, he was telling me about how, you know, uh, he came back one time and there were the charred corpses of his aunt and uncle. Anyway, I'm going to go fucking ski down this fucking slope. And then murder uh, some jowers. <laughs> uh, assumedly, they'd still be there. Who the fuck went back to clean it up? No, they're covered in sand. She's yeah, but she could sledding when the she's corpses. when she's digging out the entrance to her new home, or I don't know, if she was just visiting. She's gonna hit. Oh, that's, what's that? Holy fuck! It's a skeleton. Luke, what Uncle have you Owen? done? <laughs> Is that you? Wow. I didn't. Yeah, I felt like another audience moment. That ending. Like, what logical reason would she have to go to fucking that place on Tatooine? Right? Yeah. And she alone? Why wasn't she with her, her friends? Were they trying to say that she's going to live there now? Apparently the writers said, no, we're not saying that. I'm like, well, then why the fuck are they there? So they needed somewhere to, oh. to show the two moons. Sorry, the two suns. I know, but for like, the, again, for forced. So there was BB-8. Um, so they could line those two up. Also, did she steal BB-8? Yeah. She steals everything. She's just a fucking thief. Yeah. Classic thief. One quarter... Porsche. Porsche. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can take the girl out of Jakku, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and then that lady's like, uh... Oi, Who's just God. cruising around? I've got what? mail. Who, what's your name? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You can't be here. What's your name? And she's like, Ray, what's your fucking last name? This is... You can't just fucking... What, nobody knows who Ray is. What's your fucking last name? Prove you should be here. And she's like, oh, it says on this deed that it's owned by the Skywalker. Skywalker! Uh, my last name is Skywalker, and I own this place. Don't worry about that. Uh, I'm allowed to be here, and that's my robot. Yeah, and the old lady's like, you've actually got some outstanding bills to pay now. 40 years yeah. worth Sorry. of bills. Rent. Did I say Skywalker? I've, I've been looking after this place. Yeah. She I takes, got rid of those two bodies on the front. She takes her mask rat. off, and it's the guy from the other planet, and she, she's like, I need four million portions. <laughs> uh, she takes a mask off and it's Babu Freak. <laughs> He's like, me, Babu Freak. <laughs> yeah, you know what this trilogy man. needs? A new Jar Jar. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's problem with Jar Jar was that he was so tall. What if he was tiny? Yeah, what if we could turn it's him into a plush fixed. toy? <laughs> Gold. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, I. I you know, it was an emotional ending. Um, like, upon reflection, after watching it the second time, uh, on the first time, while I was still drunk, uh, I, it got me and I teared up. Um, but I think it was just the emotion of the end. Seeing uh, Luke so, and Leia as well. Um, no, that didn't That's... really get me. Um, <laughs> oh. Sorry, Captain a... Heartless. <laughs> Look. How the old lady. Was it the old lady you? that got you? You're how like, she's so old. Me. <laughs> but yeah no yeah on the second time i I didn't it didn't i didn't tear up again i teared up again with the han scene again the second time but not with this bit i was like uh yeah okay fair enough 
Uh, but I have really enjoyed all of the memes that have come out of it. Uh, like, all of the different answers that she is now giving uh, <laughs> on the memes. They're fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Do you know what's otherwise, cool? What? Watching, watching a Jedi just use the Force for something mundane. Like, she digs a hole, drops lightsabers in it, and then buries the hole with the Force... And then yep. I'm thinking about like Kylo at the beginning, like like an idiot pushing that thing to get to the wayfinder. I'm like, bro, you just did this sick backwards fucking force slide. Yeah, like get the like. Why aren't they just abusing their magical powers by just like, uh, I, I want that thing before, on the other right? side of the room. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it should be basically an everyday thing. Once you attain any level of magical power, it is supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to influence every part of the universe. And it never really did. And it drove me nuts. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to explain anything in regards to yellow lightsaber, Nate? Oh, tell us more. Oh, it's fucking some bullshit they've introduced to sell lightsabers at Disneyland. Honestly. Ah, Like, it's a thing that... I think there's one other character that's had a yellow lightsaber, but they're not, like... You've never seen it in a movie before right so it was just a bit yeah i thought it was a bit dumb to be honest like we've already got blue green purple if you mace windu that was fine and then red for the baddies and now they're like gold i think there was some significance you have to read it up on it one of the screenwriters addressed it um i just thought it was a bit dumb i did like that it seemed like she turned her staff into yeah, her lightsaber I, I thought that, that was cool because she's watch, but... you know an ex like scrapper who's used to making do with what's around I thought that was a nice little character touch uh, and it's a is it a double bladed or is it just kind yeah, of implied did she didn't do the bottom bit did she she just did oh, the top no, but it looked so. like it had space for another one so that was cool but um, yeah it felt like a bit no of real a, significance. a missed opportunity to introduce a double bladed lightsaber and never have it fucking use it but yeah, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't know there was anything about the yellow lightsaber. To be honest, um, yeah. Do you know anything, Luke? Um, the last thing I read was that it, it, it's tied to um, Jedi Guardians and some sort of maybe healing properties. I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, okay. um, there you go. I think that was the thing. Yeah, that it was some guards of the Jedi Temple had yellow lightsabers. I'm pr- they introduced it in Rebels. I want to say. Yeah, yeah, because I remember when I was at Disney um, last year, they had uh, like a description of the different lightsabers where they're like, this is why Mace's is purple. Um, And it's tied to basically like their personalities. And um, I'm pretty sure they had a gold one description there. I'm not 100% sure, but I have read about it before. Um, But it could end up being something else that shows up in another medium somewhere a, a comic book or a disney tv show or something like that not really sure exactly what that entails yet like nate said there's not a lot of them out there so yeah yeah i don't think it really adds anything right <clears throat> except for just another lightsaber color that people want yeah to buy to That's add to their collection like yeah yeah they needed a black lightsaber unlike the uh-huh. dark saber You're talking uh, about, you're talking about Mandalorian. Am I? 
Yeah. Am I? We didn't really give spoiler alert for Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Surprise, motherfuckers. But uh, it, it won't mean anything to anyone who hasn't watched Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Like, you yeah, would have seen it. Right and, up. Yeah. and you would have I gone, it was fucking sick. hey, that's sick. What is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is. Basically. And you're not. I'm sitting there going, well, that's fucking huge. <laughs> like, the implications of him having that are fucking epic, which I'm sure you discovered when you read, which I won't, because if yeah. you have seen it and don't get it, seriously, go read up on it. It's like a couple of paragraphs you can find yeah. on Wikipedia or whatever, and it's worth your time just to kind of get an idea of what that means from a backstory point of view. Yeah. Especially given that this guy is supposed to be executed because he was a fucking war criminal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking rad. Mm. Um... Yeah, I think that's about it. That was it. Um, I guess the final thing we can just quickly mention is that the film, although it was very successful, made half the amount of money at the box office compared to The Force Awakens. So Force Awakens made about 2.1 million, and this one's only done at the moment. Meanwhile, it's... Billion. Yeah, it's only done 1 point... uh, Something, 1 point... Zero Let me have a look. something. 1.031 billion. Yeah. Even Last Jedi made more than that. Well, uh, I think it was in the vicinity of 1.5 billion, wasn't it? Right, but it's only been out for four weeks as well. I mean, it's obviously not going to reach that, but... 1.3 oh. billion. Yeah, I don't think it will. And uh, yeah, they... um, that's a real shame for them, you know? Only 1.2 billion American dollars. That's <laughs> That's got a sting. <laughs> that's, uh, they to have only made... Uh, more money than 99.9% of all films ever created. That's, yeah, that's probably a rough, rough deal. Aren't there articles Uh, saying that that's considered by their standards to be a failure? Like that it only (laughs) just kind of scraped past a billion? It's really out of perspective stuff, isn't it? Yep. Which is sad, but I think like it was always going to make a billion because everyone kind of... Well, not everyone, but most people feel that they want to see it. They want closure, whether they loved, hated, whatever came before. If they have that Star Wars addiction we talked about at the beginning. Mm. Um, do you want to hear some a conspiracy theory real quick? Trevor, you love conspiracy Fuck theories. yes, I do. You know I do. So, and I did a little bit of independent research on the logic of this, but apparently one of the things uh, about getting movies into China is they don't like ghosts in their movies. Right. Uh, so force ghosts count as being ghosts. So conspiracy theory number one is that the original plan for when Ray's confronting Palpatine was not that she heard voices, but that they actually appeared and shielded her from like getting buzzed or whatever, which would have been fucking sick. But if you think about that final shot of Luke and Leia on the desert, there's no ray in frame so if they wanted to they They cut that that. and the example that i'll use to justify that is pretty fucking sad but there's that lesbian kiss blink and you'll miss it two seconds at the end not major characters that happens in the celebration sequence and i know that i can't remember which country but one of the asian countries edited that out and Mm, then you think about it and you're like it was shot in such a way that there were probably no main characters I don't think there are any main characters in view. So it's like an easy cut. So it's like they're making decisions to put things in based on how it could be cut. And you can't have shots of Rey being surrounded by Jedi protecting her without that kind of being a major cut that would impact how the ending plays out. Well, so what do they just but kill like 
the Luke Skywalker scene, man. I don't know. Like, but what I'm saying is that they have the option. If they send it to sure. China and China says no, or China says we're going to censor out, they've, they've got the option to just do an easy cut. And it's still, the ending still works, just not as satisfying. Like she goes there, she buries the lightsabers, she looks off into the twin suns, right? She doesn't get that beautiful moment of seeing Luke and Leia together, but yeah. you replace it still it works the the for her. The sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... It's it's just kind of sad, I think, that... I mean, it's the nature of the beast in the world that we live in. People are seeing China as a hugely viable market, obviously, and that in itself is not a bad thing. But because China doesn't have a proper classification system, and it's, which means that films have to be for everyone, mm. like for, from kids through to adults. And I think they're only now putting warnings on for adults if they bring in their kids for more mature content. Uh, but also they only accept a certain amount of foreign films per year. So Hollywood realizes that they can make 100 to 200 billion, not billion, sorry, million from China. And that's obviously big money. So they are now factoring that in to how they yeah. tell stories. That I have a problem with. Mm. Yep. The commercial realities part, less so, but when they're making compromises and mm. if they actually, if that conspiracy theory is fucking true, it's a leak, yeah. but who knows? I can't verify the source the source doesn't want to be verified because well, they are the, real it was in that script that you sent through the colin trevorrow uh the guy that reviewed the script like loosely reviewed oh did the they script. have that moment in as well so did yeah they? that is where that moment is from um is that they took the the force ghost moment from colin trevorrow's script so that's the guy that directed the jurassic park films um yeah. jurassic, jurassic world, world. motherfucker oh, did you only do the one jurassic world films Two. But you can do Jurassic Park, World one and okay. two. The new ones, the new ones, the good ones. Um, <laughs> so I'm done. I'm Jeremy has he left was, the conversation. The podcast is over. So he was he was in. Uh, that was part of his script that they've, they've nice. taken away as well. It's cool, but we will never do a podcast again <laughs> because I cannot bear to look. You found the limit, Luke. After all, poking the bear, far. you found you the know, line. You kept pushing and pushing and you knew one day you'd go too far and this is it fucking good films Fuck. did you watch the short film <laughs> the jurassic world short film no, they released no. not so long ago like no. battle at something it's actually no. pretty fucking sick it's like a five or ten minute movie that is apparently canonically set in jurassic world but i feel like they understand that the jurassic world movies are making a shit ton of money but that they're not great like the first one I thought was okay, Jurassic World. Uh, the second one, fucking abysmal. Like holy fucking shit, bad. And so that it feels like they've released this short film to do a condensed version of them saying, "We know what makes a good Jurassic Park movie. Please don't Star Wars punish us on the box office of the next one." Type thing. <laughs> Anyways, check it out. Battle at Big Rock or something like that. Anyways, you'll be yeah. able to find it. Um, just going back to that other script. So you guys didn't read or watch that thing at all i read the i read the cliff notes uh i don't remember the ghost bit though yeah um i don't know if you saw this but a lot of the people a lot of the critics that have said they didn't like this film so the rise of skywalker were like oh this script that colin wrote is way better like it's this is what we should have got uh i don't like anything that's in that script i think it's boring they've done the wrong thing again where like they uh, they split up the team again and like half of them were on this thing doing one thing and the other half were running off and trying to activate the Jedi Temple beacon. Uh, just, 
reading that I'm like none of this is, sounds interesting to me it sounds super boring it doesn't sound like Star Wars again yeah uh, yeah I read the clip notes and yeah I, I didn't think it seemed that good I didn't think the Trevor scripts but like the critic, the critics like they, they were always just going to hate this film there was they like I said earlier they aligned themselves with The Last Jedi and so they were destined to hate this one hmm. because it was the antithesis of The Last Jedi uh, and so, yeah, like it's it's not a that's not a criticism of the critics. Like, I don't think it is a bad thing if you enjoyed the Last Jedi, right? I do not think it is uh, saying that you are bad for then not liking this one. Uh, as much as it is to say that if you didn't like the Last Jedi, I don't think it's a bad thing that you did like this one. Or, you know, for a billion different reasons. Everyone likes different things for different reasons. But, uh, yeah, like, if you... Like, I'm not saying the critics are bad. Is essentially what I'm getting at. But I do think that they were destined, Mm. essentially, to not like this one. uh, Based on the way that this one was constructed. uh, By undoing as much as it could of The Last Jedi. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that the critic... Uh, I guess appraisal of this film necessarily reflects uh, the majority of people, mostly because they 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 sort of made their bet, right? They yeah. they set drawn their line in the sand, and <laughs> this one just fucking kicks the sand. And they're not always right either, because like they said, Midsummer was really good, and that is one of the worst films I saw recently. So preach. Uh, <laughs> But I don't think Trevorrow was a good hire either. I feel like JJ was a good hire, like yeah. originally, because they'd se- they'd seen what he'd done with Star Trek and Mission Impossible. Impossible. Like he revives things, so that's he was like when they said JJ, I'm like, yep, I'm on board. When they said Ryan Johnson, I was fucking on board. I'm like, holy fuck, Looper. But like he wasn't a super commercially successful. He was closer to like indie. You know how like yeah. MCU movies started elevating directors james gunn taika waititi stuff like that and it's their choices of directors have been fucking inspired right and this company is owned by disney so when they announced that trevorrow is that how you say his name trevorrow trevorrow colin yeah trevorrow whatever old mate when they hired him i was like i've seen i don't know if you guys have seen it safety not guaranteed yeah yeah it's a time travel it's it's an indie time travel movie it's fine like it's good it's entertaining it's not amazing it's not something that you want to watch more than once and then after that i don't even know what he did but eventually he got to jurassic world and then jurassic world 2 and it felt more like he was hired for star wars prequel reasons like he has taken a a property that is immensely successful but had run its course because two is not a great film and three is I don't really remember three. I've only seen it once. Uh, so they were like, we've got to revive this. And he made a billion dollars on the first one, a billion dollars on the second one, despite criticisms, despite fans even saying like they're very average movies. So I feel like they hired him for his box office yeah. more than his, like, this is someone who could tell the fucking hell of a full stop on a Star Wars, not just trilogy, but a saga. Because mm, that was yeah. the thing that I think JJ did really well and put on his shoulders for rise of skywalker was he said i'm not seeing this as the conclusion to just a trilogy it's the conclusion to a saga so he was like putting in little references and callbacks to the prequels and the sequel the original trilogy obviously 
And yeah, for what he had to work with, fucking bang up job. Like if it's just based on how he dealt with a hospital pass, <laughs> 10 yeah. out of 10, JJ. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, know, you can, we've obviously ripped apart the bits that didn't quite work, but he stuck the landing for the most part. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I really yeah. liked the film. I, I saw it the first time and I thought I liked it, but it's hard to be sure on like a first viewing of a film like that. And then I went and watched it again last week, uh, which was a, a two o'clock session in the afternoon and was still like half full <laughs> um, yeah, right. in the middle of the day um, on a weekday. And yeah, I left and I was like, that it's it's an entertaining film. Like it's definitely problematic in some areas, but I still think it is a good Star Wars film. Like it's entertaining. It's got a lot of awesome action and character stuff. Um, so yeah, I definitely enjoyed it uh, more than the last film. It captures yeah. the spirit of it, right? Like yeah. that's that's the thing. Is it JJ from Force Awakens or Rise of Skywalker? He gets what the good parts of a Star Wars movie are. You know, the fucking space battle. You've got to have the the quips that aren't like winks to camera taking the piss that Ryan Johnson took the humor to a whole new weird level that didn't gel well with Star Wars. You've got to have your lightsaber fights. You've got to have your hero moments. You've got to have a bit of heart in there. Um, yeah, I mean, my, big, my biggest, biggest criticism is that the music was just really forgettable. And that was the last time John Williams is going to touch Star Wars, you'd assume. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't remember anything that made me go fuck this music is sick and it means that jj effectively did emotional moments without the help of john williams the fucking one of the masters yeah. of um musical storytelling so yeah that was the biggest disappointment i think for me was just the music was i, I couldn't even remember anything original about it to be honest yeah i thought they could yeah. have been like a um towards the end with the Palpatine stuff there was a I feel like the when I went and rewatched one of the trailers they were using um uh, not Hands of Fate fuck why am I blanking on the name of that song um Jewels Jewels of the Jewel Fate of... yeah I feel like they were using that in one of the trailers is that do you remember any of that I don't remember that like it there was a shitload cool to have some I feel like I would have remembered like that. bringing <laughs> everything back like across all the three sagas um, and sort of tying some of the scores together would have been interesting. Yeah, I think that would have been a, a hell of a payoff as well. Uh, and for a Star Wars movie, the music has got to be right as well. That's why Rogue One, probably biggest criticism of Rogue One is just this music is just filler. It's like video game Star Wars music, you know? Like it's not yeah. really doing anything interesting or exciting. It's just background noise. Solo, I don't even remember any music from Solo so again, like hiring someone to replace, I just wish they'd give it to fucking Hans Zimmer, but you know, I'm a Hans Zimmer fanboy mm. and everything that man, like he's not afraid to experiment. And I think that that helped like Star Wars could do with that now moving forward, like get him to set the brand. Like if you ever had a producer of music, so he doesn't have to do the soundtracks, but he picks his people and kind of dictates what should happen. Yeah. I think that I'd hope that instead of playing it safe and sticking with Williams-esque music, they would try to push the envelope and say, well, this is our Star Wars, you know, now. And yes, we want to respect what makes it work for people, but we also want to push where we can. Yeah. yeah. Just glad they're taking a break, you know? Really? Yep. Well, it's not going to be a Star Wars movie for two or three years. And I'm just like, fuck, that, for that, that means that maybe they can get a script right. And maybe they can get a plan. 
Uh, and I don't care yeah. if it's a standalone. They need a plan. Yeah. They need yeah, a Yeah, like plan. the MCU. Like, yeah. they've got to have taken those lessons. But what makes it harder to forgive is that the company that owns Marvel also owns Lucasfilm. And what you're telling me that they don't take formulas that work and, and cross them like, hey, Kathleen, if you're making Star Wars, it's, here's a plan. Here's what worked for Marvel. Here's the fucking insight into the little Bible algorithm that we have. Boom. Use that. Replace with Star Wars or, or whatever it is. The importance of a plan. The only reason the MCU has become what it is and is unprecedentedly popular is because they had a plan, right? Mm. They weren't just shoehorning in cameos and references and callbacks. Like they earned all of their big moments. And not all the films are amazing, but they clearly were still part of the plan. And even the lackluster ones like fucking Thor The Dark World has an infinity stone in it. So it's utterly important that that yep. movie exists. Its execution leaves a lot to be desired, but everyone has to see it because you need to know about the thing that they mention later on. Like it's genius. The yeah. plan is genius. I'm saying, yeah. even yeah. when the execution isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that they've sort of acknowledged that with bringing Kevin Feige along, like they, they would have started this star wars what seven years ago maybe when was the announcement made that they'd taken it seven eight years ago and in that time disney or marvel have done this giant infinity war saga in that 10 year span um so maybe yeah. by the time they started this it was just too late they'd already said let's do it and then <laughs> forgotten to put a plan but yeah I, I'm phase always- two star wars it can be better, right? Like second phase of Star Wars. If they treat it like that, like you said, not that the first yeah. phase of Marvel was a wash, but like, you know, there was some, there was an Iron Man 2 in there <laughs> and an original Thor. So they weren't like coming, swinging, you know, hitting fucking home runs mm. with everything. They kind yeah. of, I think second phase is where they really, probably actually from Avengers, the first Avengers onwards. And I mean, I love original Iron Man captain america even which i know isn't super popular with a lot of people but the first one i really liked um yeah but like the first movie is like people a lot of people say oh it's it's yeah it's a shit one in the captain america trilogy i'm like probably one of my favorite trilogy is probably the best trilogy in the mcu or the best series yeah they uh if you had to separate them absolutely fuck yeah. yeah Uh, but like, yeah, phase two was where they're like, we've got something here. We've proven it works. We've made money. We've done the unprecedented thing of set up films that lead to an ensemble cast. How do we take, how do we make it better? Not how do we coast? How do we go? Oh, well, fuck it. Everyone's going to see it anyway. We're guaranteed to make five, 600 million off every piece of shit that we churn out. So let's try to hire nobody names, pay them 20 grand each, you know, and save money where we can and penny pinch. They're not afraid to invest in quality. And by the time they got to what infinity war or Endgame, even like the billions that they spent, I don't know how many hundreds of millions they would have spent, but that feels like what it was like three, four, 500 million, maybe yeah. making and marketing those movies, yeah. but worth it. Right. Yeah. For return yeah. and the quality. And, and, you know, I've got problems with both those movies, but in terms of the payoffs for 10 years of storytelling, utterly satisfying. Yeah, and I would hope that I'd love to, I would love for Star Wars to be that. I would love that that this is, next time we see Star Wars, it's part of a ten year fucking arc, yeah. and there can be trilogies, but there can be like spin offs and stuff, and it's more rewarding the more you get into it. I yeah, I would love to see that. I still think there's stories to tell in Star Wars. 
I've always thought there's more stories to tell in Star Wars. Absolutely. It's a fucking huge universe. And it's, yeah, it's wasted to keep it fucking tied to just that one saga. Yeah, and it's done now. I hope it's, I don't want to fucking, 10 years from now, I don't want to see a fucking splash screen of episode 10. Or, is that what they're up to? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see that. I mean, I'm happy to I see would, more Ray Poe. I would Ray watch po. individual films. Yeah, I would watch <clears throat> yeah. individual films about them. I would watch the fucking Finn film and the Poe film and the, the maybe the Ray the film. Lando but, film. Uh, the Lando film. The Lando film. Bubba Freak. Yeah. <laughs> and Lando. I hope it, it's it, a buddy it cop film. A horror. <laughs> no way. Space it's cops. a horror film. It's like fucking seven. And Lando's fucking Morgan Freeman's character. And Babu Frick's fucking Kevin Spacey's character. Oh my god, it's so fucked. <laughs> he's, hung, he's hung on to one of those Jar Destroyers, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. There's a fucking cod piece with a... And like, it's got a laser on it instead of a knife dick. Like it's oh. Um... Yeah. All right, is that where we're going to leave it? Is that your final thought? That's it. Knife that's, dick. That's my yep. final thought. Knife There's dick. nothing to add, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I rest my A case. So no, yep. no other thoughts before we wrap this up? I don't think so. Not, oh, I mean, you know, 10,000 10, thoughts, but I'm not going to yeah. go into them. <laughs> Fair enough. We've um, been doing this for, what, three hours and 13 minutes-ish. Yep. Three hours-ish. Longer than the yep. film. Um Alright, that's it. That's the show. You can find The Gap if you want to listen to the actual podcast where we talk about video games. So this is something actually a little bit different uh, we're doing this time around. But you can find us on the iTunes, Android, Windows Store, uh, all those places. Anywhere that's got a podcast feed, you'll be able to check us out. Um, you can also check out our social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast. You can go to our uh, YouTube page, gapodcast.com slash YouTube. You can check out our Discord page, thegeopodcast.com slash Discord. If you want to go chat about movies on there, we've got a movies um, uh, page that you can go talk about your favorite films that you've seen recently. There's spoilers and whatnot. And we can finally interact with it because we've now done this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, You can also go to our website, thegeopodcast.com. It's got links to all the podcasts we've done before, video game related, of course. Uh, We really do like doing these uh, spoiler cast or bonus episodes so uh, if you do want to help support this show maybe give us a chance to do more of these you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, become a recurring uh, subscriber helps us definitely pay all the bills um, we'd love to do more content so if you can support the show uh, definitely check that out and I think that is it if you want to check out me on social media you can go to twitter.com slash Laurie. Job is jojo on twitter yep Nate is is it Nacho's Justice? Who cares? I don't use Twitter. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> I've seen you like stuff on there. Um, you can yeah, hear like more once of Nate a week. Talking about movies on his podcast. Here's my movie, yeah. which is coming back d- d- next year. No, it. Um, I think <laughs> we're actually. I've I've said we're recording this weekend, so yeah. there will awesome. be an episode next week. Is it a Star Wars episode it, where it's focused no. on Bubba Frick as the main character? It's uh, it's, it's on Bubba the grey because we promised a Liam Neeson double, so oh. the grey. Oh, yeah. And then Katie wants to do Midsummer after that, but I'm going to talk her out of that the whole a little movie? bit. Did she like it? No, oh. no, no, no. 
Jesus, Jamie, you got to watch it. You got to watch it so we can we can have group therapy about it. That'll be the next spoiler cast. I liked it. I was so into that film, and then it ended, and I was so angry. I've never been so angry in a film in the last year when it ended. Yeah, wow. Oh my god. Oh right, you were right on board until right at the end. I was on board to see where it was going, and it doesn't go anywhere. And I'm just like, Luke loves garbage movies. Remember Mother? Remember Mother? Mother's a good film. He's a fuck. You should watch that. You're a fuck, Luke. You're a fuck. I haven't seen it. I want to love it just to torment Joe. You think I feel like I'll hate it? Covenant is a better film than Mother, and you're wrong. I am not wrong. It is Whoa. a better fucking movie than it's fucking, fucking huge. All right. I definitely need to watch is this. One of the best films ever released. That is a fucking lie. That is a fucking lie. You think fucking Jurassic World is better than Jurassic Park? Shut the fuck up. You don't get the fuck <laughs> Right. He's pissed. He pissed himself off that time. <laughs> Let's leave it there before Joe actually thinks Jurassic Park is a good film. All right, thanks everyone oh for listening. My fucking god! Catch you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye.